Valverde. Ping pong, or as the Chinese say, ping pong. to drop the knowledge, give you that fantasy football goo like only your boys here can do. This show is called Living the Dream in Week 15, and as usual, I've got Houdini to the left of me, I've got Stag Party across the way, I am D-Rex, we are Pyromaniac.com, and I'm jazzed up to give, you know, kind of, it's playoff time. Playoff time. Playoff time, so it's an important, important week for you if you're in there. If you didn't make it, maybe you're doing the loser bracket bowl. Um, and if you're out of the playoffs like me, um, then we're sorry. We failed you. Just kidding. <laughs> well, then we can talk about DFS. Yeah. Uh, but this is a good time. It's crazy. Uh, we basically got... Uh, two weeks left in, in in most leagues. Some people do 17, and we will go all the way. We'll go be going all the way through the Super Bowl with this show. So, um, what's going on, boys? Anything uh, exciting to talk about, or do you guys want to get right into some matchups? Let's get right to it. Let's get, get into the matchups get because this first matchup is so delectable. Like they saved the best for last for Thursday Night Football. <sighs> I've already planned to have some people over for dinner uh, and uh, planning to, to not really need to turn on this game. Uh, this, oh, by the way, we are going off of NFL.com uh, for the schedule. Uh, so we have the Broncos at the Colts, and there's Snooze Fest oh. City. Um, what, first, before we go to this, you know, there's a lot of NFL players and a lot of, um, you know, it seems like it's, it's, it's hitting a crescendo a bit, this anti-Thursday uh, game uh, message. Uh, you know, basically a lot of players were hurt on the on the uh, uh, excuse me the Saints um, in their la- in that last game on Thursday, and Breeze is like it's hundred percent. People are getting hurt. You know, the, all the things that your body goes through, and then you get three days, and then you're playing again. Is there any way they're going to get rid of this fucking thing? You know, it's it's here's the only way that it's going to happen. They the players 
still have to negotiate their next collective bargaining agreement when yeah. that one comes out. They, That's two years away, right? Right. They need to negotiate in there how Thursday night is going to be, that no team is allowed to play on a Thursday night game without at least a minimum of seven days rest. And then you let people figure out how to make a schedule work. And so maybe you're going to lose, as, as I've you know said the way that they should do it, Maybe you lose four Thursday night games, but you have better quality football, and then your product is going to be better consumed, and and it's better for everybody. Yeah. Oh, you, we can't have our players, best players, getting hurt due to this. What do you think? Well, they're not giving it up unless the league's getting something back, whether it's an 18-game schedule, regular season, or something along those lines. The league's not going to give up and give up that revenue without it, you know, anything. Well, there's a good way to do it. If you make it go from a 16-game regular season to an 18-game regular season, you add in an extra bye week. Now you're playing 20 weeks. Now you can basically say, it's still got to be the same way. You'll have the same amount of Thursday night games, you know, yeah. but there's still going to be some weeks without Thursday night football. Yeah, and then maybe also what they could do, another way to do it is maybe another playoff round. Would they ever do that, where it's like they can make it out in the revenue? Anyway, we'll figure it out. We'll keep an eye on that, but it just seems like that thing's hitting. Call us, call us. We'll we'll help you negotiate a deal. (laughs) All right, the Broncos and the Colts. Let's see how quick, you know, we always slowly crawl through the first games. Let's see if we can do it. Flip that on its head and talk about this Broncos game as quickly as humanly possible. Um, what do you got? Let's start with Broncos, the visiting team. What do you got? Who so you? for me, based on the fact that the Colts defense is atrocious, uh, looking at the one player that I can con- confidently start, it would be Demarius Thomas. Uh, even though two weeks ago he only had two catches for 27 yards, he was targeted 10 times. Last week he was targeted 12 times, came out with eight catches for 93 and a touchdown. So that would be the person that I would start if I had my head. Yeah, Demarius Thomas, that's about it. Because we, we keep talking about C.J. Anderson, he keeps putting up 50 or 60 total yards. Uh, it's just not good enough to help you win a championship to even get there. So I'd avoid him. The only guy I'm going with is Demarius Thomas. they got nothing in tight end right now. Um, and at least Trevor Simeon makes them semi-playable. Uh, but Emmanuel Sanders, since coming back from his injury, has sort of been you know, that injury's been lingering. He hasn't been played his full complement of snaps. He hasn't been practicing all week. Uh, so those things are a little bit concerning. So, well, And you go look looking for Emmanuel Sanders is the other reason. Look at his targets. They've gone down in each of the last four weeks. Last week only getting four targets. So uh, you got you got to shy away from that. I mean, this has been his worst year in a, in a real long time. Uh, I wonder if hopefully he can bounce back next year. Uh, I saw McShay's mock. Uh, today and they got the kid from whatever Wyoming State getting picked by the Denver Broncos. Don't pick. do it. If you think he's a bad, that's a bad pick. It's Paxton Lynch all over again. Same thing, right? I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, they're trying to catch Carson Wentz. I was like, is this a good? Pick? Is this a good pick? Yeah, um, all right, so we are we done with the Broncos? Yeah, I think we're done. I'm done. Nice. Is Vance going to keep his job? <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Elway's a guy who doesn't seem to want to move on very quickly and. He knows that the problem is really the quarterback position, and that's it. There you go. All right, the Colts uh, coming off that crazy snow game. Oh, by the way, the Colts, they're going to fire their coach. Oh, God, <laughs> thank God. Sorry, Chuck Strong. Oh, fucking time. You are not a good coach. I'm sorry, my friend. Um, okay, buddy, well, let's talk about the Colts um, coming off a huge game and have the 36-carry game, Frank Gore. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty impressive uh, week for him. Uh, what do you think he can do in this matchup uh, against the Broncos defense? 
I mean, the Broncos' defense has been sort of hit or miss against running backs. They've had some real good weeks. They've had some real awful weeks. They, they've had runs of being very good. They've had runs of being very bad. So uh, it, it's a mixed bag. But coming off a game where you had 36 carries, I don't really want to start you. And even on those 36 carries, yeah, we have to adjust a little bit, you know, for the snow and mm-hmm. just knowing that it's not easy to pick up yards in that. But, you know, after 36 carries and not being super effective with them, I don't really want anything to do with it. I do think he will see volume, though. But also this pass game is going to be a lot more viable than it was last week. Yeah, well, since week eight, he's had at least 16 carries in every single game. Um, that was the first game that he's been over 17 carries, though, uh, during that stretch. So the other thing is I don't worry about the extra carries being like, did, did he take extra hard hits? No, because the guys who were hitting him weren't able to get any traction to really lay into him that much anyway. And you get the cushioning of, uh, uh, of the snow. So... Um, that was just one of those like delight games to have one of the running backs in that game. You just wished you didn't have a wide receiver. <laughs> True. <laughs> McCoy was able to run all over the field too. So, I, I, as far as you know, and, and Ty Hilton, this is not the game to be starting him. Uh, you know, with the way that the Broncos can uh, can shut can shut him down. You know, maybe you have a chance if you want to play a Jack Doyle, uh, just because he'll probably see a volume of targets as well. That's, that's about as far as I Jack know. Jack Doyle is the play here. The Denver Broncos are giving up the third most fantasy points to opposing tight end. Uh, they've been beaten up you know, pretty much every game uh, of the season when a, a decent one has played them. They, I mean, they gave up a touchdown uh, two weeks ago to Julius Thomas. And basically everybody against the Jets, everybody except for the Jets last week, where ASJ caught just one pass for one yard has pretty much done whatever they want uh, against their linebackers. So, Doyle rules. Uh, do you think um, Marlon Mack could have a good uh, week just because, uh, you know, it's, um, Gore's coming off so many carries? I don't know. Not enough that you can trust. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, nice. That is uh, – let's move on from that one. Okay, remember, guys, two games this Saturday – uh, first one starting at 4.30 Eastern, and then they have, there's a night game as well. Uh, so make sure you're putting your lineups um, early enough and you don't botch this one. Like, oh, I didn't know there were two games on Saturday. So uh, set your lineups early. And uh, the first game in on Saturday is going to be the Bears are going to be playing in Detroit against the Lions. Uh, where do you think the Bears come in? It looked like, um, obviously, our, our boy Mitchell – uh, looked 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 the part last week more so than I think we we've seen since uh, preseason games. Um, can he keep the momentum going against this Lions D? What do you think can happen here? I mean, Mitchell Trubisky has one top twelve game of the season. When you talk about uh, other guys who've done that, it's like Joe Flacco. Everybody else has at least two. I know he's only started like nine games, mm-hmm. but still, come on, like. We've seen one performance out here. You're not trusting him for any sort of viability right now. And all his weapons are so untrustable that it doesn't matter. Like, you're going to go up and start Kendall Wright, who had, what, 10 catches last week? Yeah, 10 After catches. he's played goose egg after goose egg after goose egg? Like, let, let's just use our brains here and not do any of that. So let's talk about the guys that really matter in <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Howard. Right, Jordan and, and Tariq Cohen, potentially. 
uh, just because of it. he's finally getting back to the type of touches that he needs. They got him 14 touches last week. Um, he needs to get at least the 10 to, to, to 14 touches to be viable for you. You know, but that's the other thing too. Just going back to your, to make your point on the Trubisky thing. He, so he threw 32 passes last week. The week before, they didn't let him throw anything against San Francisco. Uh, but regardless, last week they still ran the ball 35 times. So this is a team that's still going to be running the ball more than they're throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. So Jordan Howard is is the guy who you have to feel the most confident in. He's the guy who gets all the touches in there. Uh, going up against Detroit the last time that he faced them, 15 carries for 125 yards with, uh, with a touchdown. So, you know, we know where the strength of the Detroit Lions defense is. That's what, with Darius Slay, and that's with being able to shut down opposing passing teams. But that's not what the Bears do. So this could be a game that you lean heavily on, uh, on Howard. Yeah, plus it's another road game. And before last week, the Bears were like, Bad, bad on the road every time. Uh, so maybe they're a little bit better than that. Uh, but where they're going to be better is on defense. Um, you know, going up against Matthew Stafford, that's that's where it really turns out. Is are they going to be able to shut down, slow down Matthew Stafford? Is he a viable fantasy play? Because you know, whenever Stafford really plays the Bears, he has one of these unimpressive games. Mm-hmm. I mean, he Big might he enough. might he might end up being like QB 10 to QB 12 on the week, but there's not much else he's going to give you. The upside of Matthew Stafford this week just doesn't seem to be there. So in uh, in a DFS type situation, I'm avoiding him. Yeah, but the thing is to, to back up your point. Like the last time that they played, here's here's where it's like if you're in leagues where 300 yards is your bonus, you know, you need big games. He threw for 299 yards with two touchdowns. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. You, if you could throw for 310 and three touchdowns, all of a sudden it's a huge day. But otherwise it's, eh. Yeah, and he's, he played, so his hand isn't, isn't terrible, but it was game time decision last week, so uh, he'll be fine. I mean, the, the thing with Stafford is over the last two weeks, he completed over 80% of his passes in each game. Threw for 381 yards, but he has been a little risque with the ball with four interceptions over the last three games. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we know he's going to put up big yardage. So this is all going to depend on your big scoring, on your league scoring. If you do get those bonus bonuses, if you get five points or something insane at 300 yards, he's a lot more viable than you know a standard league where you know two touchdowns and a pick. It's going to leave you with 16 points. You're going to be like, eh. <laughs> well, and at this point, too, the Bears coming off of a win are, uh, and the way that their defense has been playing throughout the stretch, even when they were losing, that was the one part of their team that was actually showing up. You know, uh, So so that, to me, also means that they're not just going to roll over and let the Lions just have their way with them. Golden Tate looks like he's on his way to another 90-catch uh, season. Um, kind of, he's been hit or miss throughout the season. It's kind of been a handoff, uh, other every other game or so between uh, him and Marvin. Who's gets the uh, who's the good play of this this week? Both. <laughs> yeah, probably both. But I, I think Tate's the slightly better play out of the slot. Uh, Chicago just seems to struggle tackling these you know smaller receivers, and that puts them Tate in a good spot. I mean, he's one of the best yak receivers I've ever seen. Yeah, and he leads the league this year with 510 yards after the catch. It's crazy. And Kyle Fuller's coming off of a, of, of a great week for him, guarding A.J. Green, and now he'll get to go against another ex-Cincinnati player in Marvin Jones. Yeah. 
Um, anything else we want to say about these guys? Ebron, obviously, had his best game probably is the Lion. I mean, he didn't score, but he hit, what, 10, ten catches? Ten catches. You know... <laughs> I can't trust it, but that what it did was you know really hamper guys like T.J. Jones and Kenny Galladay and their upside. So it it if it's a trade off between those three guys and how many snaps they're playing, that you can't trust any of them. So you trust the two outside receivers or not outside? You trust Tate and you trust Jones. You maybe trust Stafford depending on who else you have as an option, and then you're looking at the running back position and. You're hoping maybe Amir Abdullah is out because then you could play theoretic, yeah. especially in PPR leagues with a lot of certainty. Yeah, he had 48 with, snaps this week. With, without it, you know, it's a major question mark. <laughs> if Amir Abdullah is in there and then they maybe keep Teon Green active as well, well this is gonna be and the then it's going to be fucking shit on a stick. But that's exactly what it's going to be because if Abdullah comes back and you're going to sit there, do I want to even play Abdullah? No, because he's probably going to see what his normal uh, carries or, or touches production reduced by probably like about forty percent. That's why you're going to keep Teon Green in there, and that's where you don't get a, you don't get any flow for anybody. Plus, they're talking about like you can't start Amir Abdullah. No. Period. Like I'm just going to put a period after that because how about an exclamation point? That they're talking about. You know, potentially benching this guy to see what they have in other players because it's been a few years now and he just hasn't gotten it done. This is a team that is going to look for a true running back in the draft process. Right. So, And, and this is exactly what happens, too. It's, it's, it's kind of the realization of we're moving on from a player. So let's move on from this game. Yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, the, one, the one thing I just want to say is the uh, that one story about how uh, the Arizona Cardinals really wanted Amir Abdullah and thought they were going to get him and then one pick before they – Trade the, the Lions traded up ahead of him and picked him, and they were stunned and so bummed on that one uh, uh, Prime Amazon Prime show that they got, and then they ended up getting David Johnson. Now watch two rounds later, they'll be the team that ends up having him two backing picks up. Later, two no. picks was it picks? Yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. And, and watch, they're going to end up having Amir Abdullah backing up uh, David Johnson next year. That's a good point. That's hey, that, that's actually great. Um, all right, let's go on to the second game on Saturday night. Um, I just want to let you guys know I'm seeing Star Wars Last Jedi before that Bears game. Going to see it at 12:45. Going to get my Star Wars on. Then we're going to go. They're going to say instead of going watching the Bears game, and I would say that's perfectly understandable. I'm watching the Bears game. I'm going to I'm going to throw some some soakers back and watch that shite. Uh, but we got the Chargers are going to be at Arrowhead playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's start with the charges, um, and let's start with um, you know Philip or Melvin. What are they going to do in this one, uh, Melvin? I mean, Melvin just hasn't you know had a good week here as of late. They've just they've been just average performances, and yeah, he's catching some passes and doing this, but he's not having those big touchdown games. And Philip Rivers is just chucking the fuck out of the ball. Keenan Allen's putting on you know a streak. In the league, not seen since... Uh, the the sad part about that is that Antonio Brown's doing it at the same goddamn time. So nobody's talking about how Keenan Allen's mm-hmm. been over the last four or five weeks. Uh, the guy's just been putting on a show. But Keenan Allen's great. You know, it, it's another good spot for him. There's nothing you don't like um, for him. And, you know, Tyrell Williams. In week seven, in four, you know, week four, week mm-hmm. 14... Uh, Tyrell Williams has 
333 receiving yards and three <laughs> touchdowns. In weeks that don't end in four, he's got, uh, what was it, 257 yards oh and one touchdown. It's you want to know another crazy stat about Melvin Gordon is the fact that um, he's had uh, five games of 20 touches uh, or uh, or more, but never gotten 100 yards over those games. Interesting. The thing to me scrimmage is that, or uh, scr- uh, scrimmage. Wow. Well, the reason why, and I think it's the emergence of Austin Eckler. Uh, since Eckler has come in, think about it. You, you go back to what the, did San Diego, when they were San Diego, run so well? It was when they had Darren Sproles, right? Yeah. Having that guy who was in that, in that position. Then they had Danny Woodhead, right? So now they didn't have anyone. This is where Melvin Gordon was the guy who was getting all the touches at the beginning of the year. But now all of a sudden Eckler has come in and you're just like, oh, you know what, we can use him as this kind of uh, X type of uh, running back to come out of here and do these different things. And so that's limiting sometimes maybe even the snap counts that, that Gordon's even on the field. So, uh, and they're not pounding the ball. I mean, Rivers has thrown over 30 pass attempts in his last, was it, five or six weeks. And in his last three weeks, he's thrown over 300 yards twice and over 400 yards once. I'm not worried about that for Melvin Gordon, though. He's still seeing... 23, 24 looks on a weekly basis. Like, his opportunities are there. It's really just that scoring chances that have slowed down a little bit. When he, like, last season he played 13 games. This season he's, you know, played 13 games so far. Uh, And and he's got 25 less carries for, like, 144 less yards, four less rushing touchdowns. He's got four more receiving targets with one more reception. But uh, uh, 118 less receiving yards, and he has two uh, more receiving touchdowns. So he's sort of on par with where he was last year, not as good. Uh, but there's still time for him to do it. And in this matchup against the Chiefs, I don't see any real problems. Um, so I think if you own Melvin Gordon, you got a pretty nice week out of him last week. And you're probably going to roll with him you know, into this week. Against the Chiefs, earlier this season against the Chiefs, he had one of his better rushing days, rushing for 79 yards on 17 carries with a touchdown. So, you know, fire Melvin Gordon up. I'm not really worried uh, about his overall stock. I mean, his upside, has we haven't seen that, you know, 28 or 20-point game out of him since the emergence of Austin Eckler, but we've seen, you know, 100-ish total yards and a touchdown. Cool. Anyone else talk about that game, uh, Hunter Henry? I mean, Hunter Henry's been playing well. He's getting the targets lately. He's been finding the end zone. Yep. You know, it, it seems that it happens on about about two drives, <laughs> and then he just disappears for the rest of the game. But he he makes those plays, and he's giving you that you know a nice floor for, for Chargers. Right Chargers, you are so dumb. Play Hunter Henry more. Like throw this guy the ball. He's like the key to their offense. When he gets going, it, it just works. Uh, they're so good at using that tight end position, scheming things open for him, and then they can run Keenan Allen and Tyrell Williams off of him. And it just opens up the entire field when this guy's involved. And, and when they're targeting him over a guy like Melvin Gordon, it, it's a much more optimal play. So, you know, go for it. Uh, Hunter Henry's been top 12 in Santa Leagues each of the last three weeks. I think he is probably a back-end, tight-end one, or sort of with that uh, reliability right now. Uh, the Chiefs, yeah, they usually do a pretty good job at shutting down opposing tight ends, but 
you know, with how good he's been playing and the lack of other options, uh, I, I think you stick with them. All right, let's go over to the Kansas City side of this game, and we'll start with Butterfingers, um, Travis Kelsey for starters. Uh, Goddamn, did that guy drop a lot of touchdowns in important games for me uh, and his owners last week. Uh, and then it, you get certain people, uh, you get double double salt on your wounds when you're going up against Hunt and, and friggin' Butker. So when he drops these touchdowns, it's points for the other guys. But uh, obviously, Kelsey, I think, is he still ranked? No, is he still number yep. one? Still the well, number one guy. The, guy, the guys near him both didn't play last week, so that helps. Yeah, that's, that's going to help him out. Um, so, yeah, just come on, Kelsey. Just Sometimes he just seems to get a little distracted. Uh, and drops some passes. Uh, so you like, obviously, you're starting Kelsey in this one. We don't need to go into it um, too much here on him. Uh, anything else you guys are uh, are seeing? I mean, the question is, can you play like Tyreek Hill against the tough coverage uh, of the Chargers? I think you can, just because I think they're going to have to find ways to get him the ball uh, in a variety of different ways. You just got to know that the Chargers are pretty tough. Um because I also think you're going to be out here starting Kareem Hunt after him scoring last yeah. week, and you know and, those and the game that Kareem Hunt had against the Chargers. Granted, it was at the beginning of the year, but it was it 17 carries for 172 yards? So yeah, yeah I think you'll 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 double dip on that one. Who's that again? Sorry, Hunt. Oh yeah. Uh, this is also this is also a battle for the division. You know, yeah. so you, both teams are seven and six yeah. right now. It's a big game. Um, so yeah. I like. That's why I like Tyreek Hill. That's why it's like I think you got to play a guy who's a playmaker because when when your back's against the wall, you need a guy who can make a play. And the best part about playing a guy like Tyreek Hill is that you can get nothing through three quarters, but you can get one catch that can all of a sudden just turn the fantasy day around. And I was never advocating to sit Tyreek Hill. I was no, just, no, I know, I know. I was just, hey, like the Chargers are a tough, tough pass defense. Uh, you know, Casey Hayward's been playing out of his mind. Uh, and the Chargers have allowed the, what, six fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers on the season. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you absolutely had to and you're picking between, like, five supreme options and, you know, Tyree kills one of them, I can see the way you do it. But he also had, what, uh, 77 yards and a touchdown against them earlier this season on eight targets. So I, I think all your typical plays here you play – the guy that it's going to hinge on is Alex Smith. I don't think you I, – I, see, the thing is the Chargers have been, again, this is the dynamite defenses of late. This is one of those games where I kind of look at it like last week where you have Alex Smith throws a touchdown and then it gets called taken off the board. Uh, I, just don't, I just don't look at this as a game where Alex Smith is going to have the 300 yards and the three passing touchdowns and that blow-up game. I mean, They stifle quarterbacks basically uh, since week one. Uh, no quarterbacks had over 20 points against them, and there's some good guys in there. They got the, uh, you know, Cousins, Prescott, you got Carr. Uh, so it seems like it could be, uh, it could be another tough one for Mr. Smith. Oh, the years have not been kind to you. I will not be either. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that sentiment. And you know, Alex Smith's again game against them earlier. He did score two touchdowns, but he had just 155 total yards passing. Mm-hmm. So uh, they really went away from the pass game in that one because they could. And Hunt was just gashing them run after run. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen to the same extent 
but just something to keep in mind. I think I would sit Alex Smith if I have a better option. Sweet. All right. Well done, guys. We breezed through three games before the 30-minute mark. Uh, well, well done. So before we get to uh, Sunday's games, do us a favor and listen to this word from our sponsors. Yeah. All right. The Texans are going to be at the Jaguars. Can Mr. DeAndre Unreal Hopkins season go uh, do anything against this buzzsaw of a secondary? Um, let's start there with DeAndre Hopkins. Can he keep these uh, this mojo rolling? I mean, Hopkins has played you know Jalen Ramsey quite a few times. He typically does struggle. Like overall, I think he has just 14 catches through three games. But I also don't think you're going to go out here and sit him. Um, and he did score. He, he was held to 55 yards in their first matchup, but he did score a touchdown. And that was also in week one. And remember how bad this team started that game with Tom Savage. And then ended up with Deshaun Watson in the second half of that game. But, you know, the opportunities were there. He saw 16 targets. He's going to see a massive target share. And he's going to see a crap load of Jalen Ramsey. Target share? The last two weeks, he's now he's had thirty targets over the last two weeks. Is that good? It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty 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 good. Pretty good. Uh, you know, he I, I I don't think you have any chance of sitting him. I think it's just an adjuster expectations for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think I'd play him in DFS. Uh, that's just me being risk averse pussy. Um, and the rest of the guys, Will Fuller is going to be out for me. Uh, Lamar Miller, you know, also has a tough matchup against the opposing uh, defense. You know, with how they've been playing since acquiring Darius. You got Darius. You got Campbell. You got Ngakwe. These guys are just stacked. No, I, don't, I don't. I don't like them on the road. I, 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 Lamar Miller. I mean, you just can't trust that guy. I, and 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 in this type of a matchup, where you know. I, I, I just think that this is where Jacksonville puts their clamps on the division and and they're gonna they're not gonna let I, I, think, I think Lamar Miller has less than forty five rushing yards and less than sixty five total yards. Oh Dini, I like these projections. Coming out. I like these projections. Uh um, watch he'll score a buddy touchdown though. <laughs> Steven Anderson, could he be a good play in this one just because maybe that's the position that could actually see some light of day? That is the absolute best position for uh, uh, opportunities. Steven Anderson's also been highly involved in the game plan uh, with his targets as of the last two weeks. He just hasn't – He, I mean, he converted the week before. He didn't really convert last week when it's like, hey, you got to put this guy right in your lineup. This is another great spot for him. Uh, but against this team, you absolutely shouldn't play tight ends. So if you if you got a guy like Jason Witten or like a Tyler Croft, I think he's right in that range. You just have to decide on whether you want those safe points or whether you want to go grab life by the dick and go for some upside. I like it that you're you're a no balls pussy and grab, grab life, life by, by the dick. dick. This is this is good. This is good. I'm I'm getting a sense of how you think when you're when you're going into each of life's crazy moments. Um, all right, let's move over to the other side. And I think you know we got to start with the, the rookie Fournette. 
Um, is this situation good for him? Uh, points allowed. Go ahead while I'm getting some numbers. Well, I, I'm just going to say this about Fournette. It was like, I think you had to be really kind of concerned up until last week, which was a really tough game against Seattle when you started looking at his yards per carry average over his previous three games. You know, uh, heading into that Seattle game, he uh, the game before was 57 uh, yards on 20 carries, 2.85. The week before that was uh, 25 yards on 12 carries, 2.08. Uh, the week before was actually somewhat decent, 28 carries for 111, 3.9. The week before, 17 for 33, 1.9. So he's been mired down there. He was over four yards a carry last week. It was 4.2. Um, he's still getting the volume of touches. So they still haven't really figured out how to be dynamic in the passing game. So he's going to get those volume of touches. I like it better that they're at home. So Did you see him in that, that there was a little skirmish uh, when um – I think it was uh, Bennett rolled under that guy. Oh, the whole thing at the end of the game. That was crazy. Did you see the push that Fournette did to that offensive, to the defensive lineman? Oh, my God, dude. This defensive lineman sitting there, Fournette pushes the guy. The guy went flying back like five feet. It was like Popeye hit the guy. (laughs) The guy went flying back. Holy shit, dude. That guy just fucking moved me. Fournette is a strong boy. Um, As far as the Texans go for fantasy points allowed on the season, uh, they're basically their defense as a whole against all positions is uh, third worst. So they're the 30th ranked. So they're basically a turnstile. They offer and let up 83.8 fantasy points a week. But the good, the only spot that they're actually good, they're the fifth best um, and only allowed 15.6 points to the running back. So something to consider for Fournette owners, where Texans are pretty easy across the board, but good against the run. And you can get that, you can get that chart just uh, so you know from the weekly piece that our boy Stag Party here does, and that's the Pyro Fantasy Football Power Rankings. Um, we just posted that. Uh, Yesterday morning, uh, and that is uh, you know all the all the numbers uh, through uh, the games of week 14, and it has a chart for fantasy points scored per game for across all the positions, across all the offenses, fantasy points allowed per game across all the positions and all the um, uh, all the teams, and then there's a differential chart. Really, really great piece. I'm sure a lot of you listening to this. I do refer to that one on, on the reg. If not, get to know it because it's out of the stuff that we do. I find myself looking at it essentially every week. Well, it's one of those lives. great pieces that you need to look at. If you're deciding between two players and you want to, and especially at this point in time in the season, these numbers are very accurate yeah, at yeah, this point in time point. of the year. What do, does a defense give up? Unless you're just counting on a, on a complete anomaly. If you have two guys that you're between one or the other, and one guy's going against a defense that allows uh, 14.8 points uh, per game to wide receivers, and the other one allows 24.2, I think you know which way you should go with your matchup. Totally. All right. Um, let's go on to other uh, players in this game. Dee Westbrook got it done again this week. Um he seems like he's a he's a playable flex wide receiver he has three to be, guy. Since he's come back since he's come onto the team and, and played, he's been leading the team in targets. Yeah. He's just the guy who gets targeted all the time. They're just because they are not able to really execute a downfield passing game, even though D.D. Westbrook is the speedster. They're just trying to find ways to get the ball in his hand. And that's just been either if it's short passes or whatever. They're giving him a lot of opportunities. He's got to keep an eye on for next year, see how he closes out the year also because, um, you know, I, is, it, will Allen Robinson come back or is he a free agent? Free agent. So, so he's up gone. in the air. No way he's coming back. It, it, no. It, 
after the last two years that he had in, in Jacksonville and this one uh, ending with an injury, there's no there's no way. He'll make big money. He'll get paid by somebody else out there. The, the thing is, watch the Bears go pay him. Well, you know what I saw in that Schefter, and I meant to bring it up when we were talking about the Bears, <coughs> excuse me, is uh, they, they're saying that they're going to grab um, – uh, what's that guy? The kid. Uh, they got the. They're saying they're going to have the eighth pick, mm-hmm. and they're going to take the kid from Alabama, Calvin, uh, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. What do you got? Eighth pick. So it's basically they're going to take a wide receiver. They're saying in the in their uh, with their first pick. Do you like Calvin Ridley, or is he going to do the same shit that Kevin White did to us three years ago? I'll, I'll let you talk about him, but my my feeling is this: the Bears also have a ton of money to spend in free agency. If I'm going to spend money in free agency, the one of the more solid plays I can make, especially knowing that I have a young quarterback, is to get a solid veteran wide receiver to take pressure off my quarterback. So if I can get an Allen Robinson or if I can get, I mean, even on a, on a, on a lower level, that get a Paul Richardson or bring one of these guys in here, I would love that's, that's what you need to do. And then you have more freedom in that first pick to do I need to get an offensive tackle to protect Take him the now? Best down and then all of a sudden you, you, you're having a better opportunity than, than bringing a rookie wide receiver in and expecting him to be Randy Moss. Because <laughs> that's what you're otherwise, you're, you know, yeah. how quick are you going to get a turnaround? You can get a quicker turnaround look. And it happened for the Bears too when they brought in Musha Muhammad, even though Muhammad he had didn't, one year, but. He didn't have the, the, the stats that he had the year before when he was on Carolina, but he gave solidity to that to that uh, to, to, the, to, the wide, to the wide receiver room and, to, and to, to the quarterback to have at least someone you could trust to throw the ball to. My buddy in LA plays golf with Cade McCown. He said Cade McCown. He said or McNown. What was it? McCown. 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 He said he's actually pretty <laughs> cool. You, guy. Are, you are so no. typical Chicago. I listened to the sports no, show. Cade they they call it when they 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 mess up Cade McCown. They couldn't say Josh McCown. McCown. They'd be like, oh that McCown guy or that. This, this town is full of the most, the most somewhat smart sport fans that cannot pronounce anyone's name for the, for their life of them. I know. My buddy Corey's one of them. If you remember uh, Jacoby Jones, yeah. And he's like, so what do you think about this guy Jacoby? I'm like, <laughs> who is Jacoby? <laughs> is he the one that called him Samantha Watkins? <laughs> no, no, I think that's that one of our guys in the Pyro Pro questions. He seems like all the time he's got. Um, in the second opinions, he's always like, "Do I do I go with Samantha this week or not?" Um, pretty funny. Uh, all right, anything else you got on the uh, on the Jaguars stack party? I mean, I think all their receivers are playable, uh, especially like if you look at the Texans, they they've gotten torched by speed receivers, and you know D.D. Westbrook's a speedster, and Keelan Cole, you know, who had a giant game yeah. last week as well. Is a speedster and Bortles, you know, seems to be putting it together over the last couple weeks in terms of his fantasy performance. Uh, I, I think you pretty much play every Jaguar you want, and that includes, you know, Leonard Fournette and even Blake Bortles, because you know, if you lost a guy like Carson Wentz, Bortles is a guy who's probably going to rank high this week. And if you're playing him in your playoffs, you're going to go. Oh, Yvay, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm thinking. Do you really want to put your uh, your season on the line with the Jaguars wide receivers? Uh, it depends on if you need to. Deeper league or you just you got to do it. I'd rather grab Jimmy G if he's out there. Jimmy G. All right. Um, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Ravens coming off um, just a, a crushing game uh, where their biggest uh, foe came back and lit them up and what a, what a wild one that was against the Browns, who, with the return, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll get into the Browns side, but we'll start with the Ravens. 
played Alex Collins. Uh, the Browns are a tough run defense, but besides that, I think you just got to roll with the guy. Since he scored his you know first touchdown, he scored five over that last couple week portion. Um, you know they're giving him a big, big opportunity in terms of workload to where he's seeing between 15 and 20 carries a game. He's getting one or two targets now. Um, Javorius Allen, you know, and Danny Woodhead. Like, Javorius Allen's a weird fullback vulture, third down vulture, and Danny Woodhead's just sort of getting a couple as well, but not enough to be playable. So I don't think you can go with either of those guys. But I think you're going to Alex Collins, and then knowing that it's the Browns, Flacco's got a little bit of viability, uh, and that makes guys, especially Mike Wallace, you know, sort of attractive, especially as a DFS player. I don't know if I could trust that guy. Here's the one thing that I'll say is that if, if there was no Flash Gordon on the Browns, then I would shy away from every wide receiver on the Ravens. But the way that the Browns offense has been moving the ball uh, a bit better as they go uh, with, with Flash in there, I think that they're able to put up some points in this game. I think that keeps... Uh, the offense having to, to, to throw the ball and Flacco having to, to put points on the board. So I, I, think that's a, I think that's a real positive thing. You want to know what else is positive? A foul, baby! Never hug a man with a million bucks worth of hardware up his crack. <laughs> uh, give you a little rundown on what I'm drinking. I, I uh Getting ready for the holiday season, and I uh, splurged a little bit here. Uh, spent $33 this afternoon on eight cans of beer. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, starting out here, I never do that, by the way, and I never buy four packs because I just always feel like I'm getting gypped. But um, I'm starting out today with Crushed Velvet, which is a New England-style IPA, uh, and the brewery is uh, Mars Brewing. They do some amazing stuff. Uh, in Chicago, and then I've got another four-pack uh, double IPA called Snooches Booches. Snooches. <laughs> no idea. Sounds like is a that name. A Pauly, is that a Pauly Shore? Snoochie Boochies. Is that what it is? Uh, that's that's S- from uh, Snoochie Boochies. Jay oh, Jay from Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Thank you. Sounds like something I would say to Daisy in the morning when she jumps like, "Oh, what my Snoochie Boochie doing?" Um, but that's from Forbidden Root, another Chicago brewery. Um, these are both very, very cloudy New England style IPAs. I don't know if you like that kind of stuff, people out there, but I mean, you saw that you pour this thing in, dude. It is like the mud. You can't see. I was wondering why. Every time the D Rex was going to like, uh, I don't know. I was, if was looking like, at it. I, was I, don't know if I didn't know if you were looking at it. There was like a problem with your sweatshirt because you hold the beer out in front of you and you like extend the hand. I, I'm really. Kind of hold it up and then drink. I'm respecting. I'm respecting the cloudiness. I mean, these unfiltered New England style beers. I mean, look at that, dude. That looks like looks like I, you're drinking a meal. It's yeah. It's fucking. You can't. You couldn't see through. It looks like the bottom of uh, the Amazon River. Kind of so. looks like what, what what your glass would look like if you were drinking Miller Lite. Miller Lite and puked it up. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> That's happened for sure. What are you What are you drinking, Houdini? <laughs> Uh, what looks like uh, Dark Death, uh, the Brooklyn Brewery Chocolate Stout. Nice. Don't. So this is the ultimate. This is the ultimate. Um, this is the ultimate beer to destroy leather. Leather. To um, I destroyed the D Rex's mom's <laughs> leather sofa. <laughs> That's that beer. This Once beer. it touches leather, it's done. And it seeps in, <laughs> and the color darkens. Yeah. <laughs> and there's not a single product well, on the planet that. But lived it. there's a reason for it because it's ten percent alcohol. 
Don't pour it on your leather Cheerio. I love it that Houdini um, Houdini brought uh, brought three beers and he got he's got a little straggler um, sculpting and he's like I don't even think I'm gonna need to get to this thing. <laughs> that's that's a ten percent beer. All right, um, let's talk a little bit more about Ravens and then move on. Or are we good to go to the? I'm, I'm good on the Ravens. Okay. I'm, I feel good about the Ravens too. Uh, Alex, I don't Collins. feel really good about the Ravens, but I'm done talking about the Ravens. Alex Collins, that guy, he's he's really turned it on. I like that dude. The whole I don't know if you saw that story a couple weeks ago when they were on uh, Sunday night. I think it was Monday night or. I don't know which one, but the whole Irish dancing that he did the Irish dancing back in the day as a way to help him. And he, he got bullied as a kid. And then he, there's this kid who's an Irish dancer, like some guy totally gets bullied at school. And he's like, God, come to his side. It's like, I love those kind of. Well, I'm such a sucker. I, I, I was just going to say, I think he's like one of your type of guys anyway that you always love. I don't think I've ever watched a play where I'm like, man, Alex Collins is loafing it. Yeah, right? It's a good like, point. That guy is just. Playing every day. That's why you love these these practice squad guys that get a get a crack at it, and then it's just like they they know where they've been. Um, what do you got, Stan? Alex Collins is just one of nine players on pace to rush for a thousand yards this season. Nine players. So Jesus. he should be locked into your lineup. And those five rushing touchdowns over the last couple weeks have given them a lot more viability. Right, we're ahead of time here. I just got to make a statement. No. If nine <laughs> nine is only be nine times that they're going to have. So that's how it works in this league. Potential. Right. So it could be less. So to me, that says after the David Johnsons and those Le'Veon Bell type guys, you shouldn't be drafted a a running back in fantasy that early. Uh, But here's the other thing. Are they still alive? I mean, here's the thing that I did in a lot of my leagues, and I've had my worst fantasy season ever, is I went too high on wide receivers, Mm. top tier, and then you're looking, and it's literally the seventh round, and you're like, these wide receivers are still around, and you wish you could have them back. And you're like, fuck, if I knew these guys were going to be here this late, I would have swamped, I would have gotten some damage on the running back. I hear you. There's always going to be that two sides to every coin. Well, Kevin Hindsight always likes to come in and, like, you know, just after seeing the facts. (laughs) We all do it. Um, Just one quick thing, and then let's move on to the Browns. Uh, Great time right now if your teams are out of it. It's the perfect time because it's fresh in your mind. Do an audit of your teams. Do an audit of your draft. Do an audit of your league, the teams that are doing very well in your league, what did they do, how are they using the waiver wire, what was the draft, kind of emulate that and kind of maybe even take notes and jot that down, do it while it's fresh on your mind, get a kind of overall vetting of the league, it'll help you come off season in preparation, it'll help you for your draft next year, now's the time to do it, muscle memory, make sure you do it. Uh, Stag Party, talk to us about the Browns. Just talk about Josh Gordon. That's it. You know, with no Jimmy Smith uh, for the Ravens. You know, he's probably top 20 wide receiver, and that's probably on the low side. But, uh, you know, it doesn't look like it's all the way there, the chemistry between him and Kaiser. Uh, and they, you know, once they sort of got out and ran that wide-open offense and got, you know, Josh Gordon the ball and made, you know, ran a triple tight end set in order to get him open – you know, uh, up against, you know, linebackers and safeties. Once they did that, they just stopped. It was Hugh Jackson's like, okay, I got this thing in the fucking bag. It's Brett Hundley. We're going to win, boys. And then he fucking shelled up like a little bitch. uh, And they lost to Brett Hundley, um, who, you know, is a guy who looks like he 
can start to get it. You know, start to get it, play in the clutch situations, and that's when he really comes through for his team. But Hugh Jackson is doing an awful job, and the way these guys he, play he's going to be retained. And the way yeah. these guys play defense of playing their corners eight yards off the ball and their safety as a punt returner just doesn't work. Like, it's just bad. And the coaching's bad and the scheme's bad. And they can have a great scheme for a while. And it's just like, now let's go run, run, run and go three and out every you know set of plays because Isaiah Crowell is only gaining three yards. I got, I got something for him. It is better to die like a tiger than to live like a pussy. <laughs> you couldn't have done a better that. <laughs> you couldn't have done I agree. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, you know what? And this is one of those things where when, and when, you're, when you're thinking about being a defensive coordinator and an offensive coordinator, you know, we're all quarterback, um, armchair quarterbacks. Uh, when we watch, and we have our fantasy teams, when we watch it, and we think we know what we're talking about. But man, playing an offensive coordination and like figuring out how to counteract plays and in-game situations and changing what you're doing—it's like you got. I got a lot of respect for for coaches that just. Um, they, I don't. They, you, Fuck you know, Hugh Jackson. I'm not saying I got respect for Hugh Jackson so much, but even though I like him, uh, but just it's it's a tough business. So let's go. Oh, are we done? Is that all we wanted to talk about? I mean. Us? Uh, because we like Josh Gordon and you know the other players that are making steps, and Deshaun Kaiser's you know, Corey still, still using his legs, and, and Corey Coleman's you know making some plays. That gives Deshaun Kaiser a little bit of fantasy viability mm-hmm. too, especially when they're they're still this pretty stout rush defense. Uh, you know, and ever since Brandon Williams has come back for them at defensive tackle, they've been a lot stouter. Uh, so I don't think I can play any of the running backs, and if I'm going to play one, it's probably Duke Johnson in the passing game over Isaiah Crowell in the run game. Speaking of I'm going to have a chocolate stout. Oh. Well, Verde, Verde. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, now. If it's I public. Ended, I'd end up as a sex slave, I never would have gone to that audition in Orlando. <laughs> thought I was going to be doing cruise ship shows. Next thing I know, boom, sex slave. Always read the fine print of me, kill. <laughs> Not funny, because there's actually sex slaves out there. Um, all right, that's it. We're moving on to the next action. Nice work. We're doing, we're doing pretty well today, guys, in the show. Um, all right, Packers are going to be down at the Panthers. Um, so they're going to get a little warmer weather. Uh, what do you think? we got, obviously, Aaron Rodgers uh, cleared to play. Gun, uh, you know, what's Mike McCarthy says he's gonna play. So unless there's some big setback while he's uh, this week during practice, or right before the game when he's warming up and he just doesn't feel like he's ready to go, which isn't gonna happen. Aaron Rodgers back, pretty impressive. This is just one of those injuries that is like setback proof. It's like once your collarbone's back and healed, you're back. Yeah. So uh, he's done it before. He's had similar injuries. So he's back, he's back, and he's back. And it's Aaron Rodgers. It feels like yesterday we saw the picture of him after surgery on that bed, though. Pretty impressive. Well, here's the thing, too. Um, I'll do a little self-promotion here, too. This is an opportunity for two guys that have been bitch-slapped twice. (laughs) Nice. 
<laughs> the, Latin, the newest article was posted today. today so it's out there. there. Love it. So, I haven't read it yet, but I'm uh, sure it's freaking hilarious. So we'll have the, the final one will be put out during week 17. So before the week 17 games are played, the final edition will come out because... Uh, if you play your fantasy playoffs in week 17, you deserve to be. That's actually, put them on the list. I'll put them on, I'll put them on the list. list. I'll First give them the Anybody that's playing in their championship this week. So those two guys are Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson. I mean, who. And Cobb was, was so much better. Jordy Nelson's basically been non existent without uh, Aaron Rodgers. So them coming back, and you look at the Carolina defense, and you think about historically, oh, it's Carolina defense. You're thinking about, oh, back when they had Josh Norman and they shut people down. Right now, their weakest spot is giving up points to wide receivers. They shut down the running backs. So this is one of those ones, if Rodgers is back, look for them to, to probably be throwing the ball a bit more. Look for Jordy to get right back on track. Devontae Adams, who's been what he's been doing, he'll keep doing what he's been doing. Jamal Williams is going to see a little bit of an attrition, uh, most likely, and plus the Panthers have a tough defense to run against. So I don't think he's the guy that I would want to be starting. But... I'd start, of course, you're starting Aaron Rodgers, and I would start uh, Jordy Cobb and uh, Adams. Why Cobb? Explain to me, Cobb. <laughs> Here's why. Randall Cobb has one top 12 game this season, and it's the lowest top 12 game on the season of just 12.8 points. Like, his high game, he scored 12.8 points. Like, his high game. Look, depending on where you are, I don't, I don't know where you, you know, most people probably are not going to be playing him. As I, as I put it in my you have, If you I have, have Randall Cobb, you're not in the playoffs. But I think that was maybe was part of what was in my bitch slap. But <laughs> it was either that or the fact is that he's been dropped by most every team that, that, uh, that had him before anyway. But if you're looking for when there's upside, this is when there is upside for the guy. So maybe he's also okay. So, so you're probably not going to play him in your fantasy playoff, but maybe you want to look at him as a DFS play for a cheaper dollar. Good Jordy Nelson. Obviously, if you're Jordy Nelson owner, you yeah you 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 held on them. You probably played them a lot of the last of the last weeks while um, Aaron's been out. Well, if um, you did, then you're probably not in the playoffs. Uh, agreed. But um, are is there a possibility that you could get fools go with him now? All of a sudden, because Jordy Nelson was like five or six top. He was a top wide receiver. Six touchdowns then. Still on six touchdowns. Um, it just had, has had a terrible run with uh, Hundley. Uh, could he be? Everyone's rejoicing that Rodgers and, and Jordy are, are back. Everything's going to be uh, fine and dandy. Well, could it be a, a letdown, or is, is Jordy going to be right back to where he was? It could be a letdown just because of the fact that even though that once the collarbone is set, it's set, it's still game-time action, and is your timing going to be a little bit off? And where does Rodgers and, and Nelson make their hay? It's throwing those long passes down on the sideline. So if the timing is a little bit off, that's where it, it could affect them. Nice. Jordy Nelson was QB or wide receiver four through six weeks. Jesus. Even though he only played seven snaps in like week two or three. <laughs> um, oh, and yeah. put up a zero burger in that one. So uh, Jordy Nelson... You know, during that time stretch, was that's, catching touchdowns. Zero he, burger. I like he, it. He, he's Aaron burger to zero burger. He's Aaron's guy, and that that's it. Like they've I, got no more Martellus Bennett. Uh, you know, Ty Montgomery is, is now gone. So now it's Jamal Williams and like very, very, very little Aaron Jones. Uh, are they making Aaron Jones pay for his DUI? I think right so. I'd assume so because. When he touches the ball, or when he touched the ball the game before, he was going to touch that man. 
dynamic player. But the other thing is that Jamal Williams has not been horrible when he's touching the ball. So I think that if Jamal Williams were bad, then yes, you would see here. I mean, Jones he is horrible. He's just getting a lot of ball. I know, but <laughs> scoring touchdowns. And he's made, but he's making like one play that gives him like another seven or eight yeah. plays. You know, it's like yeah. it's like we're wait. about to take him out. Then oh, there he is. Yeah. Okay, well we'll let him stay. It's like the, it's long. like the Bears' last three games of every season. Yeah. Like, well, the Bears are going to have the number three or four pick overall, and then they go on oh, a four-game winning streak yeah. for no purpose. Oh, yeah. no, now we got the 11th 12, pick. 12th pick, Michael Haynes. They're doing it again. Gosh. We're going to win this. We're going to beat the Lions this week. Yeah. And we're going to win next week, and then we're going to win the following week. We're gonna Literally, the Browns, we're, then we're going to have the 13th pick instead of having a high pick. This is Bears 101. Um, all right, enough with the fucking Bears. Let's go on to uh, the Panthers side of the ball. Our, the guy that I hate more than anyone else in the world right now, Mr. Stephen Maltz. I call him Benedict Malt. He told me last night while I was talking on the phone, uh, basically in our league I didn't make the playoffs because he beat me. Uh, we get The best team gets to pick their poison. I told you this. Last year I had the best team. I had a 12-victory season last year. I got to pick my poison. And I lost because of Ty Montgomery. But um, he told me that we were talking about how um, the one guy, Rob, has the best team. He's going to pick his place. And he's like, I hope he picks me. I hope, you know, Mr. Bavada Maltz. I'm like, why do you hope he picks you? He's like, because the, be- the highest scoring game of the year by a quarterback is going to be Cam Newton this, this week. It's going to be the not, and this is like including Big Ben's game, like it's like 55 point games yeah. and is the best one in this league. I'm like, so you think. This week, Cam Newton is going to score over 50 or 55 points. Uh, he goes, just you watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, just you go go talk to your wife and kid. I'm like, <laughs> what do you, I want to hear you counterbalance this. Is Cam Newton going to go off? And if he does next week, I'm going to... We're gonna bitch slap. Can we bitch slap Moltz in the next piece? Just, <laughs> just for shits and giggles. If you give me, I'll write it up. You can, no, you just give me the the, the uh, what I'm bitch slapping him for. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna send him a direct link to the anchor link to the one to our whole thread. Everyone will love it because we all hate Moltz. <laughs> uh, so you look at the Packers and they play a style that gets beaten up by. Uh, rushing quarterbacks. We've seen it in the past by a guy like Colin Kaepernick in the playoffs. Don Capers runs like an attacking zone blitz scheme with some man-to-man mixed in, and, and that gives the quarterback room to run. Uh, so, as a rusher, you know Cam should be in line for a pretty good game. Uh, now you look at it as the passer, where he has really struggled, you know, at times this season. Um, and that's where the the questions really come in. Can he be effective while you know taking on this Green Bay secondary that that is improved, mm-hmm. but is also not deep? So Demarius Randall has started to play a lot better over the last four or five games. I think he's allowed 85 receiving yards total. So it, it, you're going to plan to put him on Devin Funchess. So. You have to go and use your other weapons, and Christian McCaffrey's starting to fall off in that you know realm. So he hasn't been as effective as a pass catcher as of late, um, and you know Jonathan Stewart's a nothing there, and, and then you know Greg Olson, you know just not healthy, mm-hmm. and when he's on the field, the impact just hasn't been there. But if you're taking out you know their best wide receiver, who's been Devin Funchess by far, there's just not a lot of depth there. Like, their number two wide receiver right now is a guy who just came back off recallable IR in Demir Bird. 
Well, the other problem is that the you guy don't have. They have for for Cam where you if, if you want to think where he can have that those type of games, where's his deep threat? You know, where's the Ted Ginn that he's had in years past, or even Corey Brown for crying out? Amir Bird's back. Is that going to be the guy though? Is is is, is, is that potential? Yeah, he, he that's his type of play. He will be the deep threat option. Is he going to be the guy who was it that uh, that went off for uh, the Jacksonville that no one had heard of until last week? Kellen Cole. Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole. Is he is he going to have one of these weeks? I mean, the, uh, if that, you ask Moltz, he will. It's one of those things too. The other reason why I I I wonder is the impact of Aaron Rodgers being back in that game. The the fact that maybe this is the only thing that plays into his. Uh, potential, because if Aaron Rodgers wasn't there and it was a muck game, right? Then it becomes just we can run the ball, we can waste downs, we can punt the ball. You know, we can <laughs> have four punts and done. Well, you know what? You know, because it's going to be a war of attrition, and I'll take Cam Newton over Brett Hundley at the end of the day. But if it's Aaron Rodgers, you're never going to feel comfortable with any type of a lead, so you may be forced to feel that you have to continue to score if, even if you get up early. And in that case, that that's the only thing I can see also that maybe plays into Cam's favor. If you're trying to predict a huge game for him, we all saw it coming. The offensive uh, NFC Offensive Player of the Week last week uh, for Week 14 was Jonathan Stewart. What? Yeah, <laughs> I, I went against him in his three stupid fucking touchdowns. I'm like, are you kidding? Knocked me that, out. That I, is like the I, most annoying. Him and Hopkins. Him and Hopkins. At least Hopkins is a good player. Right. Doing it all season. And I had Kamara who goes out in the on the first drive of the game. <laughs> so it was like. Everything was just like just smack dab written on the wall. I was, I got Thank God you were on your beautiful new uh, yes. sleep, sleep, sleep number, number uh, bed. You, uh-huh. you were you were propped up until all that until Camaro went down. Then you were like did the old button and went back and went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you this though. I will. I will. If they want to pay me, I will do promos for your beds. They are fantastic. There you go. I love it. Um, all right. Obviously, it's a lot of players, important time, are going to slot Jonathan Stewart in the lineup because he just came off that game. Uh, that was a career-high three-touchdown game. Of course. Can he do it again no. uh, at all? I mean, I don't think he's going to have that kind of game. Can he maybe get you a good touchdown? <sighs> and is he, what's he really going to get you? Remember, what what was also the big part of that game? It was a 60-yard touchdown run that he had. First drive, right? He doesn't have 60-yard touchdown runs, so... He's going to probably get you 16 to 18 carries. He's going to gain you 65 yards, and you're hoping for a touchdown. Am I wrong, Stag? I don't disagree. <laughs> he doesn't like talking about Jonathan Stewart. Jay Stu. Um, the, Packers have, uh, the Packers defense has allowed a, a double-digit fantasy score at running back each of the last four weeks. And it's been guys like Alex Collins, Le'Veon Bell, Peyton Barber, uh, and Isaiah Crowell. So it's not like it's been the cream of the crop out there just if yet. If Crow can do it, he can do it. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, can't argue with that. Hey, let's talk about some of the other guys on here and then move on. Are we good? McCaffrey? Um... He, you're playing him in, if you own him in a PPR league, in a standard league. It's always like it has been all year. This is the game, play. though, that I feel that he has a better potential to give you a touchdown, whether it be rushing or receiving, just because of the weaker defense and the fact that if you're of the belief that the Packers are going to be rolling with Aaron Rodgers back under uh, center, then you need to have what's the counterbalance. And the only other counterbalance besides Funches is really Christian McCaffrey on the other side. 
Cool. Uh, Dunn and Dunner, uh, before we go on to our next matchup, do us a favor and uh, listen to this word from our sponsor. All right, the Dolphins at the Bills. That was an awesome game in Buffalo. Hopefully it's snowing again like that. I'd love to see the Dolphins players in Miami have to play in that shit. They've done it before. I think I remember seeing uh, every year, Buffalo at one point in time gets hit in, in a two-day period with like seven feet of snow. And it's always on a Sunday because there's always like at least one or two games a year where they have a whiteout game. You want to know a funny story? My developer uh, at my company, uh, he lives in Buffalo. So this guy sucks. Why? He, I, he's from there. Uh, he's from there. Him and his wife from there. He lives. He lives there. Uh, but you know, he, we, he's out there, and he basically works out of his home. And, and the guy's such a badass. But he went. He was at the game, and I, I, on Slack, I was like, "Did what?" Because he, he doesn't really talk about the Bills or football. He's not. You know, he's a programmer. This guy is right. not the biggest Bills fan ever. I'm, I'm, I was joking. I was like, "What did you and your son uh, help shovel for a free ticket to the game?" He goes, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, no, dude. I read that and I was like, I wanted to go to a game. My kid thought it was hilarious. It was snowing so much. So we were both like, let's go shovel. <laughs> That's hilarious. What do you think Bill's Mafia is crazier for? Getting drunk and jumping through like tailgating tables or sitting through that whole fucking game last week? But there probably was some crazy stuff happening down the like some there was some tobogganing, some <laughs> sledding, some weird shit going on. But yeah, I definitely I seen a Bills fan catch on fire for like trying to do a backflip onto a grill. So no. um, I, I feel like the Bills fans have a lot in common with the infield of the Kentucky Derby. You know, where yeah. you have like the guys that are trying to run across the uh, the oh porta potties. But in, in, in snow, like they just do things that are. But there's in snow. <laughs> yeah, they're they're nuts out there. Look, it, might, uh, it might be the porta potty run with yellow snowballs thrown at you. I don't know. I, it's, you're on to things here. Hey, hey, uh, new sport. I loved on Monday night. Um, I loved the Dolphins uniforms. Those old school '84 throwbacks, like we used to see Duper and Clayton. That, that green, that green that just kind of like sick. That, yeah, I mean that should just be their uniforms. Those things were beautiful. Let's start. Obviously, Cutler having uh, uh, the game of his of his Dolphins career. Um, Cutler's always gonna give you one of those motherfuckers. Yeah. He's like what you just said uh, with um, Jamal Williams. It's like right when you're like writing him off, yep. he lights it up. You're like, oh, that's why this guy was the third. And that's why he's also he's always been like a fantasy hell quarterback because even when he was good, right in the earlier days, you would start him and you'd be like, oh, you had that great game early, so I then you ride him, and bench. then you get like then you get like a couple bad games. You're like, oh, I'm gonna bench his ass, and you bench him, then he goes off and has that type of a game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what do you guys think? Stags, give us a little run. Me and Houdini are having our fun. Give us a, a fantasy football uh, lowdown. Drop some canalage for us, homie. I mean, you're starting Kenyon Drake uh, over the last two weeks. Ugh. The guy's been fucking amazing. Uh, overall, you know, they're giving him a workload. He's showing a variety of moves. Uh, everything you want to see out of this guy. And you know, they're starting to use him more in the past game where he can be a very, very dynamic player. Overall, with him, I just worry long-term. Is this a guy who can really tout it you know, 20, 25 to 30 times a game because we have talked about this for years and years. 
his high touch total at Alabama was like 15 in a game. So he's exceeded that in each of the last two weeks uh, and looked good doing it. So, you know, in standard leagues, this guy has over 39 points the last two weeks. You're slotting him into your lineup. And he's explosive. He can he can get that long play. That guy's fast. He's strong. Um, Damian Williams not practicing still. Uh, the Bills are allowing the most fantasy points to opposing running backs on the season. Jeez. Frank Gore just gored him. <laughs> Frank Gore just gored him. Gored him. Hey, and, and by the way, let, let's let's bring it up. We have three games left in the regular season, right? Is that uh, correct? This is week 14. I mean, I think we have 48. You know, something no, like I mean, like, for each team. Okay. <laughs> that means that Jarvis Landry has three games left to gain 255 yards to get to 1,000. Currently on 88 receptions with 745 yards. Jarvis Landry would be the first wide receiver in the history of the NFL to have over 100 receptions in less than 1,000 receiving yards. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. how close you think it's gonna get close? Think it's gonna be like like Stevie Johnson close when he had like nine hundred ninety six, or was it Devontae Adams also had like nine hundred ninety seven something like that? I mean, sure. I don't know because he's but like, how about his touchdowns? Like he's got eight touchdowns on the season. Yeah, it's pretty much double his career best, uh, which is the big outlier. But. Jay Cutler seems to like using this guy around the red zone, and you know, he's catching these short dump-off passes, so if you're in PPR leagues, you're using them. Um, and you're probably using them in standard leagues because the targets have been flowing his way. Parker's been up and down and really hasn't been there. Uh, over the last couple weeks, makes one play or two plays, slash plays in a game, and then never makes another impact. Uh, Kenny Stills on the other side sort of doing the same, mm-hmm. except he's been better. Uh, but now they're also mixing in some Julius Thomas, and that's affecting these you know, ancillary receivers. Um, so I want nothing to do with any of those guys if I have to right now. Like, even in the deepest of leagues, that's where you know, you're probably going to end up starting Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker. Yep. Cool. Let's move on over to the Bills side. Um, I'm not going to say anything about this game. It looks like uh, Tyrod. Oh yeah. Tyrod's <laughs> practicing again. Tyrod's uh, practicing again as the starter. As the starter. Okay. Uh, so Peterman got a got a shot and they won. Well, and also got a shot to the fucking head. Uh, to the dome. Uh, he's concussioned out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> he tried. It's, Peterman. It's ugly. So I mean. You'll start LaShawn McCoy. Yes. Um, I don't know that you really would start much of anything Calvin. else. Calvin, I mean? Not Calvin. Calvin. Calvin Benjamin. He's got knee issues. He just, you know what? It's, it's, I was the guy who remember was high on him, but I just don't feel it. So it's just, there's nothing there. You were high on something. I was high on something. <laughs> yeah. That explains a lot. Uh, you know, you, you don't think I. <laughs> Tastes good. <laughs> we'll go ahead, Yeah, I mean, looking at Kelvin, the matchup is, you know, fine, except for we just saw Xavier Howard uh, destroy Brandon Cooks, and he's pretty much demolished him over the last, you know, two times they've played. And over the last three weeks, the guy's allowed, like, four receptions on 18 targets. He's ridiculous. So, if you're a team like Miami and you're gonna run shadow coverage, who the fuck else is he gonna cover besides Kelsey? Zay Jones. I mean, 
cross out all the wide receivers. Let's play process of elimination. So you can play LaShawn, you know, Tyrod, you know, because of, you know, his injuries and, you know, the injuries to his wide receiver core and sort of, you know, Charles Clay being ineffective. And they're just a better run team than they are a pass team. Like, I don't even know if you could play Tyrod if he's not going to be full I think the only other guy to be questioned is if you're sitting there with, like, the Eric Ebron situation or whatever, a tight end, do you want to start Charles Clay? And at least as long as it's Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, you have a better chance of being able to, to, to start Clay, and especially if Benjamin gets shut down, and that's pretty much the only other place I can see where there's going to be offense coming from in the passing game. Yeah. All right. Can I get a bell player day? Mr. Daytona? Yeah. Ernie Rodriguez, FBI. That's not why I'm here. Okay, actually, I thought that was part of the show. Until the paramedics showed up, I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> um, what do we got? What do we listen to audio wise, Dini? Balls of Fury. Good stuff. Ping pong game. That's a good one. And then music wise, we got the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, opening up, that was I Am One. <laughs> Uh, these is these songs are both off of their first album, Gish. Uh, I know a lot of people know the Pumpkins, um, all of their stuff. They kind of hit a wall uh, at the end of their career. But Gish and Siamese Dream are amongst the two, through and through, from song one to the end of the album. Through and through, those albums are absolutely be- unbelievable. So don't hate Billy uh, Corgan because he's on Infowars with Alex Jones. Uh, because he's got some great music in his early career. And we just lost some followers. <laughs> well, let's lose some more. You mentioned Jones. Doug Jones! Doug Jones! Dougie! Wow. All right. We, a guy that said America was better when slavery was around almost got almost won the Senate seat in friggin' Alabama. Thank, thank God, God for 20,000 write-in votes and a 13,000 and thank you, Selma. Uh, there is decency left in the world. Yeah, amazing. So I'm down with that. Doug Jones in. See you later, Roy Moore or whatever. As as I've been re- hearing, like, fuck you and the horse you rode in on, you pedophile. Um, oh, one, one of the great tweets I saw too. Just, uh, just stag parties, minds. Actually, it's, right it, it gets political, but okay. it's like it was. Uh, don't we won't be political. We're just being, we, we just don't like racists and pedophiles. No, but it was. Uh, it, yeah, I'll let, I'll let it go. <laughs> but look up uh, uh, what. what What's the guy's name? Um, the guitarist from uh, Oh, Rage I know you're talking about Tommy Morello. Tommy Morello, that's yeah. a great one. That, check that out. That check is, that no, out. that's not, that's fine. That one you can say. Basically, oh, that's what I was say. yeah, that's a good one. And basically, the tweet was, "Oh, here's another rock star that that that's Give getting political, political advice." And Morello's response <laughs> was like, yeah, his, "His response was like." I don't. Well, I totally understand. You know, it, you know that I'm a musician. You know, I'm no, he didn't say no, that. Let me do. Here's what basically he says. I'll find it. I got. It. I know it, it verbatim. Basically, he's like, yeah, you don't have to be I'm with this guy. You don't have to be a political, uh, uh, um, a uh, uh, not award-winning, a, um, a, a, a political sci uh, stutter uh, um, student from Harvard. With honors to know that this guy is is the worst. He's like, but I actually am a uh, poli sci student. <laughs> yes, here. All here, right, snag party. You, you Loving it. it. Get prepped, buddy. Give your here hand. It is. Here, here's the exact quote. It was. Um, oh come 
I party with Tom. One does not have to be an honors grad in political science from Harvard honors. University to recognize the unethical and inhumane nature of this administration. But, well, I happen to be an honors grad in political science from Harvard University, so I can confirm that for you. Another successful rock star getting into politics. All right, Stags, we're sorry. We're just fired up that good prevailed last night. We needed that as a country. And after, are we done with the bills? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're done. Oh, let's, so, let's, let's just let Stag Party talk through. Well, this this we next game is, is, is a, it should be a destruction of a team that has already given up versus a team that is looking at the number one spots. Go ahead, Stags. <laughs> so you got the Bengals, you got Joe Mixon, who hasn't been cleared from the concussion protocol. So it's a big question as to whether he will be healthy enough to play again this week, uh, which could be sort of a scary thought in terms of a multi-week concussion. Uh, AJ Green's gonna get Xavier Rhodes, uh, so that's great if you happen to survive <laughs> his, you know, uh, showing last week. Uh, I didn't. You know, Tyler Croft. Me either. <laughs> Tyler Croft. You know, great. No, not not much to say about his matchup. He's been up or down, and you know, was shut out last week against the Chicago Bears. Um, at so home. He's got, yeah, he's got a bad, he's got a bad deal going on. I don't think if you can't beat the Bears at home, how do you think you're going to do against Minnesota on the road? Yeah, uh, a great, a great little uh, number here um, by Dan Kelly of uh, Pro Football Focus is the fact that, um, uh, excuse me, the Vikings have only given up 34.5 receiving yards per game to tight ends since Week Five. So. Uh, doesn't look like you're doing much uh, for a tight end um, against this team. Well, just look at that defense, that secondary of that defense, so strong. You know, you have where you have the ability. It's almost like they have telepathy, where if one guy kind of lays off, the other guy's backing him up. Like it was like that play with Julio Jones, where he beat Xavier Rose, but there's Zendejo who just comes over and just knocks that one completely out of the way. It's the perfect position, yeah. and, and they are a complete emulation of their head coach. Yeah. That and, and a guy who where was he a defensive coordinator? Cincinnati. Boom. Zema. Uh, Anything you want to keep going on? Um... I'd just start A.J. Green if I had him. Yeah. Even if it is Xavier Rhodes, I think, you know, you're roading this far. Uh, I'd just adjust expectations. He's probably more of a wide receiver two than he is a wide receiver one. But he couldn't do he couldn't do any worse for you than he did last week. Yeah, and I don't know if you mentioned this, but Giovanni, uh, a little banged up. Uh, I don't think he practiced today. Maybe he did, but he's, he's, he's banged up. Let's go over and Who else do they even have? They don't have another guy it's, named... Gio's going to be fine. He'll be fine? Brian Hill. Um, they got two uh, two hills on that team in the backfield. All right, let's go to the Vikings side. Uh, what are your expectations? Let's start with the wide receivers, Thielen and Diggy Diggy. Uh, thank you, Lockin. Thielen, you probably... Diggs is where it's real questionable. Uh, over the last five weeks, he's had like finishes of wide receiver 24, wide receiver 37, wide receiver 51, wide receiver 57. Yeah, he's so borderline. he's like a borderline flex play. Um, but didn't he, he had nine catches this week, right? Six, six, six for okay. 65. Okay. But again, he's not getting those big downfield plays. You're not getting that. That you're also not getting the since the emergence of Thielen. What you were getting out of Diggs like last year, remember you were getting those 14, 15 target games. He's only getting like eight, seven, six, five, nine targets. He's 
the targets are not there for him like they were. That's where he needs to be because he is definitely much more of that possession type receiver, and Thielen is the guy who they use and utilize down the field. Yeah. All right. Um, was what do you think Kyle, about Kyle? Kyle Rudolph's been killing it mm-hmm. over the last couple weeks. Um, Especially red zone, man. That guy's scoring. Yeah, two touchdowns, uh, and then you know has a touchdown each couple last couple weeks. Uh, and then, you know, it comes down to the run game. Latavius Murray and, um, you know, Jarek McKinnon. You know, it hasn't been much to see over the last couple weeks, but then there was a stretch there where these guys were just lighting it on fire. So uh, I think they're both flex play, flex type ranges. I just don't know if I trust any of them. And if I'm going to trust one, it's going to be Latavius Murray over Jarek McKinnon because of his red zone work. 100%. For sure. Um, I like Case Keenum, though. Hey, look, I mean, since he has really established himself, he's just been a solid fantasy start week after week after week. And, and again, part of that comes with the defense that gets him the ball back in favorable situations, the ability to have a, uh, the balance that they're getting out of the run attack, uh, to have the playmaker that he has, the Adam Thielen at wide receiver, and and the guy who could be helping out with the red zone with, with Rudolph. It's It's a perfect match. It's especially in these type of games at the end of the year where things, especially because of the way that they stack division games, it becomes a little bit more like that. This is one of those rare out-of-division games, which is good, and it's great for them, too. You're at home, and remember, Minnesota, they are definitely playing to get home field advantage. This, they have to be the opportunity to be the first team ever to play in a Super Bowl that your home city is hosting. Yeah. And if they keep it up. And they could have home field advantage throughout the playoffs if they just win out. Yeah, absolutely. And they're coming off their loss. Obviously, the Panthers beat them last week. Um, so they're, they're, they've got a chip on their shoulder right now. But they, yeah. because, of the, because of what happened to Philadelphia now, they're still in the driver's seat. So oh, Good point. You know, good point. This is where you really have to look at Minnesota and say, look, Take care of business. This is a game that they should take care of business against a team that, with a coach who, who I think at this point in time we can finally say that Marvin Lewis is on the way out, and a team that has just given up on their, on their coaching staff. They don't even want to be there. When you lose to the Bears like that at home, the Bears, they let the Bears score 30 points against them on their defense. Do you realize that the Bears had not scored 30 points in a game since before the Cubs won a World Series? It was November of 2015 against the Rams, the last time the Bears scored 30 points in a game. They're not high scorers. Um, all right, let's go to our next game, and that is going to be, unless you guys got anything, let's go to the Cardinals at the Redskins. We'll start with the visiting team, Arizona Cardinals. Um, I mean, I guess basically you're talking about Fitz, uh, Kerwin, and the tight end, Seals. Who else are we going to talk about? I mean, one? Seals has been you know, good at points, but then was in a great spot last week and sort of struggled. You know, uh, one catch for 20 yards, I think it was. Yeah, but now he gets the Redskins, and uh, you know the Redskins are a great spot for opposing tennis. Uh, and the Redskins defense as a whole is just seem to be, you know, falling apart outside of like Ryan. Ryan Kerrigan. I was just Josh Norman. Josh Norman, but he's just not really making he's any impact right? plays. I think he's good. Um, but overall, this defense isn't making any solid, you know, plays. No. There's nothing happening that's scaring you away from them. So I, I think you're look. I don't think you're playing Kerwin Williams though. No. Um, I think that's a des- 
desperation flex if you're going down that route. I think you're locking in Larry Fitzgerald and Ricky Seals Jones if you're sort of desperate at tight end. Yeah, the other guy, this just so Norman. This is what I read. I knew that he, I thought he was injured. He skipped practice today because he's questioning his role with the Redskins. Hey, play better. <laughs> yeah, he's this fucking guy. He's got the fucking, he has, he's got a, always got a problem wherever he he's is. Always right? got it. This guy's got no, a he's great. eighty million dollar contract, and you're gonna skip practice while you got other people that are playing because you're questioning your role. You're the fucking highest, second highest played player on the team. Well, also, if you want to think about it, that doesn't. It, this is where that type of a maneuver is stupid, because it doesn't allow you to to, to demand more money from anybody. I'm the type of guy who yeah. will walk out on you. You want you want to bring me in? I'm a leader. When yeah. I don't agree with what you're doing, I lead by staying home. Yeah, he gets he gets he gets cut out of that. No one picks him up, and he's got to redo a totally new deal. And Albert Hainsworth. Part two. Uh, obviously, Norman's a great player, but Jesus Christ, you don't practice because you don't like your role and you're bummed out after two blowouts? Pull it together, douche. Um, all right, that's what that's what I read today. I thought he was injured, but he fucking walked out on practice. Well, they, uh, should, they should bench him for this game, and if they do, that's even better for Fitz. Yeah, I think he's going to be benched. Oh, Fitz, Fitz will be fine either way. Uh, he will. Yeah, I'd say I'd say just by that news alone, Norm is not playing this week. You can't. They've got no chance to go to the playoffs. You got to send a message, uh, a la what Reed did last week uh, with um, Peters. Um, let's go on. Sorry, that's that's annoying to read. Um, what else we got? Kerwin Williams. No. No. Desperation flex. Told you. Told you so. Not against that offense with no one else. I'm not saying he's a good player, but he's got a good opportunity here. If you if you need to, maybe he's a uh, maybe he's, you said a low low low. I just I, the, the problem I get from him is that you know you're not going to get those red zone one yard line. We're going to give it to Kerwin. Whatever isn't Kerwin Williams a paint company? No, Sherwin Williams. Oh, okay. Remember is that the back when we had Don Manning? <laughs> See, I screw up. I no. screw up the names of companies of huge companies. I played too. it. I played it on a podcast back like three years ago or so when Don Manning was still out. So, and Kerwin had come out. I'm like, ask Kerwin Williams. That's right. That's right. I think I might have been baked during that show. I don't know. Yeah, somebody else was doing something <laughs> wrong. But uh, I think I said this a little bit. Um, I, I, he's he's got a busy schedule, but he's gonna stop by and be there for some of it. Dogmatica will be on our um, episode 300. <laughs> if he doesn't make it, you know what we'll do? We'll oh, take we'll... that 20 minute song that he was like wanting to we'll uh, play. Yeah, that. We'll play it. <laughs> We'll track that down. I love it. That's it. That's it. He said he'd do it. He's like, I don't know if I can do the if whole thing. If he does come, we do have to make him sing to the opening. Uh, remember, like, he would, like, make up his own opening, like, like yeah. his song. Well, he would also do, like, we'd be like, welcome back. Like, hold on, I got something to say. Happy birthday, Phil Lesh. <laughs> That was the best. Like every time he'd be like, he, you know, he's driving there, smoking his cigarettes. He's like, "What? Well, how am I going to interrupt the flow of the introduction with some sort of birthday or weird thing?" <laughs> love, I love dog. I miss the guy, but he's going to come. He's going to be on that show. That'd be great. I'm, I'm, doing, my, I'm doing my dog man again. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. 
Remember episode 200? He fell. I think he fell asleep at one point. Um, those of you you can't tell what I'm doing. Well, there's a couch, and I basically have like only one quarter of one ass cheek is on the couch because that's how Dog Manica would do it. He'd have his legs spread, and he'd be like basically like this propped up, like it's like I don't know what was going he's, on. But he was not good at sitting awesome. off. After a while, his butt would get a little sore or something. He, that guy is the greatest. Um, all right. <laughs> the stag party, you're like a pot when you like a potted plant. We just put you in that chair, you don't move. <laughs> That's true. That's awesome. Um, when you get up to go to the bathroom, we're like, damn, that guy must have had a drink a lot of water today. Me and Houdini are like peeing like six times a piece during the show. I must. I, I was never diagnosed, but I must have ADHD because I only can't sit still for more than like twenty seconds unless I'm, I'm sleeping. I'm no different. Um, all right, cool, awesome. Let's go over to the Redskins side of the ball. Unless you guys got anything else there. No. Uh, what do we what do we think about the Redskins? Obviously, they, things were looking pretty good in the fantasy sphere for for this team for a while. It's it's really kind of hit a wall, even for um, you know Perine, uh, Samaje P Ryan. Uh, he's fallen way back down to earth. I will, that's my setup for you guys. What do you think? As I go, take a pee. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, after 200-yard games in a row, he followed up with a 38 and a 45 burger. Uh, yeah, and gets the Arizona Cardinals, which are, are still you know a semi-stout defense. Uh, there's nothing like Washington's a big quagmire right now. Kirk Cousins hasn't been as good lately. Uh, you know, Josh Dotson's going to get Patrick Peterson. Jordan Reed's on IR. Vernon Davis is putting up zero spots in good matchups. Uh, you know, Jamison Crowder's underwhelmed in some good spots. So, like, this is a team that if I have to play anybody, I'm avoiding them. Like, like I would say if you have to look at the trends, and I would be concerned. The last three weeks in a row, they have scored 20 or fewer points in every one of those games. So 20, 13, and uh, what, uh, 14 points. That's, that's, not a not, that's not offense. So if you, you know, and you look at it before, it's like, okay, you can say, well, okay, the last two games were on the road, and this one's at home, but also you're at home where you've basically kind of played your way out of any chance for a playoff, and you play against, a, again, a top Arizona defense, and the only the only benefit that you could look at it and say is like that. Well, Kirk is playing for a contract from somebody, so Kirk got to do something to make things happen if he wants to get paid. I think he's getting paid no matter what. Well, look around the league; he's going to get paid by somebody. But yeah, he's getting paid no he matter what. Paid, he has, years, but if he can finish out with games of like three touchdowns and one interception or a four touchdown game. He vaults what he what his payday will be. So I think he understands that. I think I'm sure his agent has told him. So I'm sure he's going to try to do it. And look, they're not running the ball. P. Ryan again. This seems like he's kind of hit a wall here, and they're just not able to give him any holes to run through. He's getting hit in the backfield more often than not. Talking about Cousins in the contract, did you guys hear the number that if they uh, franchise him again, what he gets paid? Is it like twenty-eight million or something? Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Thirty. If they, so he's not getting franchised by Washington. Thirty-six million dollars. He's already been franchised twice. Yeah, right? he's already been franchised twice. Next one will be thirty-six. Thirty-six <laughs> million. That's like MJ. That's like Michael Jordan. Talk about getting gifted a ton of money. money. He got gifted a ton of money. 
crazy. And he's gonna get a nice signing boy. He's probably gonna get another guaranteed like 30, 40 million. Oh yeah. He's gonna he's 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 benefited. You gotta be thinking that RG three somewhere is like, God damn it. I yeah. could have just had not that RG's three is done bad poorly, but um, So honestly, can you trust Vernon Davis this week? No. Okay. <laughs> can I trust anybody who puts up like zeros in like the last three weeks? No. Can I play them if I'm fucking desperate? Sure. And, right, but Arizona's traditionally been a team that that's the one place that you could exploit them who's always with the tight end. And, I don't know, Vernon's just, he's, I think he's just been confounding as I've been watching some Redskins games. Um, for whatever reason, Red Zone has had them out a lot more than they should the last couple of weeks. It's just not been good. Great. Can we move on? Next. Next. All right, before we go on to the next matchup, uh, do us a favor. Help us keep the lights on. Sweet. Uh, quick, A uh, couple quick pyro promos. You know, we don't do enough of these. That's fine. We're not trying to sell you. We're trying to give you fantasy football knowledge. But uh, do us a favor. Uh, for our podcast on iTunes, give us a review uh, and, uh, and a nice rating. We're like sitting around. I just want to get this thing over like 200. Just come on. If you listen to our show on a regular basis, even if you've never given a review or a fair rating on iTunes or whatever platform you're on. If you're on Stitcher, if you're on uh, Overcast, if you're on Spreaker, I don't care. Go and give us a friggin' review. Do us that favor. I figure a lot of you guys are subscribed to the show, but um, just help us out. We're just trying to be, uh, as we head into the off season here, uh, just trying to get some good momentum. And uh, I know a lot of my other shows out there, it's the first thing they say before they even By the way, I was going to say, I think it's a good thing that you waited an hour and a half then because the people who hate us have turned us off by now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I listen to other podcasts, and it's like the first, hey, do us a favor, and they're so much better at salespeople, and I'm just not good at that. So, what do you got? Vinny, I'm trying to sacrifice my life for our love. Stop being such a dick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Quit being a pussy, a dick. Yeah, hey, you know. Oh, uh, good stuff. Um, all right. Welcome to the underbelly of Ping Pong, where fortunes are won and lost. I'm exaggerating, of course, but you get my point. Sad news, obviously, Carson Wentz, we won't go into it, um, but done for the year. But in this opportunity against the New York Giants, Nick Foles, who I actually watched a video of, where a Star Wars pump-up pump video from back in his Rams days, check that out on YouTube, um, pretty hilarious. But Nick Foles, everyone's seen in the industry, all I saw on Twitter today was how Nick Foles is a great pickup, has a great opportunity this week, next week, and week 17. So imagine what owners of Carson Wentz would have been able to do during this, would have been a Bukaki fest on other uh, teams that they were playing. There, there was a poll today that said, as an Eagles fan, would you give your leg for Carson Wentz just to play for the rest of the season. 99% said yes. <laughs> no, it was like 70. <laughs> but it was He's like, like get give up. this leg, you never get this motherfucker back. <laughs> <laughs> just for him to play. And that's it's not a guarantee of a Super Bowl or yeah, anything. Oh my god. Like, just play. I was like, damn, y'all some crazy fucks. <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia, don't oh, listen. I love people from Philly. Don't mess with those motherfuckers. Speaking of Philadelphia, one of the things that, you know, we're talking about, sidebarring, we're, we're doing good on time, but anyone see OBJ's? I, I, he's, hey, he's, he's in the next one, but the New York Giants. Um, OBJ, you see his tattoos? 
No. Anyone see that shit? So he got these tattoos on his legs last week. Basically, he's got uh, Martin Luther King. He's got Malcolm X. He's got uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Uh, he's got the Iverson stepping over Tyron Lue. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. I know where I, I remember where I was during that game down in New Orleans. He's got on this Obama. Uh, he's got uh, what's it? Uh, Muhammad Ali. Oh, he's got the Sports Illustrated cover of Tyson biting off um, Vander Holyfield's ear. Speaking he's, of which, all of these are intertwined. Right. As but like speaking, this, of, speaking of biting off ears, let me get a bell bear day. He's got Prince. He's Prince got is on there. Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens. It's like the. Is it Muhammad all Ali? Of, well, like one fucking leg. Yeah, Maybe it's one two. leg. MLK. But literally, he's got Iverson stepping over uh, over the Black tire. Panthers fist. Black Panthers. I th- yeah, this it, it's pretty amazing. But I, I was dying when I saw the Iverson Sixers stepping over. Oh, I, I see that one right now. That's that's like real <laughs> close to his jaw. Yeah, it's getting some scratch. <laughs> Basically, Iverson's giving him a blowjob. <laughs> How crazy is that, dude? Is that the weirdest tattoo? She's the most famous weird. athlete in the world. It's getting a cover of Sports Illustrated Tyson biting off Holyfield's ear. Hey, man, I ain't hating, dude, but when I saw that, I was like, Jesus, what makes you stitch this together? Bob Marley. Yeah, Marley's in there. Marley, uh, let's see. Check that out. Do a search for OBJ's brand new leg tattoos. The guy's a madman. Oh, All right, man. back to the Eagles. Uh, Nick Foles, you stags. Obviously, he was retiring. The industry's loving this matchup as well as the next couple. Do you like him as a pickup if he, if you got a you know quarterback that's letting you down? Could you feel comfortable yeah. starting a Foles in the big game? I told you I'd start Bortles over, <laughs> right. but. I mean, if I start Bortles, I'd probably pretty much start anyway. It's like, but yeah, definitely. I think I can see myself picking up Foles and, you know, playing him in this matchup. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, You know, the Giants are losing defenders by the day. Uh, They're sort of still tougher against the run than they are against the pass. You know, Dak Prescott, you know, and the seams lit him up through the air late in that game last week. Um, And I, I think Peterson's a good enough schemer. Not, and like the opposite of Jeff Fisher, that Foles can be a serviceable fantasy. It's a fantasy club. <laughs> it's been a while since yeah. we got one of those. <laughs> All right, well, I guess I'll take over now. <laughs> I talk Love for the rest it. of the show. Love it. <laughs> so the other thing that I think, when I think about Nick Foles coming in, like you got to understand the offense is going to change. They're not going to be able to do all the same things that they were doing with Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz was a goddamn magician in the backfield as far as extending plays and feeling the pressure and, and doing that. So what that means to me, hey, you own Jay Ajay, you might actually have a chance to score some fucking fantasy points this week because I think that they start leaning more on the running attack. Now, the thing that you got to worry about, though, is... Is it going to be Garrett Blunt that's going to all of a sudden steal twelve fucking carries from you? Um, and, and is a Jai going to get to the magical fifteen carry mark? I think this is a week where I would trust it against the Giants, ex- expecting them to be able to to probably uh, to dominate a little bit, him to be able to break out some big runs. So if I'm a guy that you know you had a Jai and you've had to bench him because of the situation that you're in, I think now you actually have a chance to play him. And I think again. Being a game on the road in New York uh, against a division foe where you're just trying to, again, 
try to do everything you can to win the NFC and get home field advantage. And I think the, the, that based on the, the Vikings being without their quarterback basically since, what, week two or three, they're already comfortable with what their situation is. The, the Eagles need this more than ever, and so they need to play more ball control offense, and I expect them to do that and figure out how to start doing that against the Giants, a bad team. Yep. It makes sense. Yep, I like it. Good, great points. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? Is, is um, Ertz going to be out, or is he going to be coming back? Ertz, you know, pretty much already cleared from his concussion, so he'll be back, but... Now, Nick Foles isn't a guy who's used that tight end position a lot in his career. Uh, so he actually gets a little bit of a downgrade uh, for me, but I still think you roll him out there. Uh, yeah, based on all the other tight ends that, you're, that you could start, I mean, literally, you can go about five deep where you feel comfortable starting tight ends, and Ertz is obviously one of those five names. Absolutely. All right, let's go over to the Giants side of the ball. Uh, losses upon losses upon losses. I don't care who you fire, who you get rid of. There, it's the same old. Situation. Here's the one thing that I'll tell you right it's now. A great song. If you're looking for like a sneaky play, maybe it's a DFS play. Is the fact that uh, look at Darkwa on on the first carry of the game last week had a fumble, uh, and and all of a sudden we start to see more Wayne Gallman start to finally make an appearance. And again, this is a point in time of the year that you drafted the guy. You you, you kind of. You let him play a little bit, then you bottle him up for about like seven weeks. I picked so, him up today in my in my rookie league for that for my seller. We're doing a seller bowl. Go ahead. And I think that's a great idea because you you're looking at a situation here where there now it sucks that you're going up against, and especially this is where he might be a better option this week. It's not going to be a great option because the Eagles are fantastic against running backs. But that's why Darko is going to give you zero points this week. So at that point, you need to look elsewhere. And look, Coleman was being used as a receiver. They were using him as a running back. They're giving him chances. Um, as far as the Giants are concerned, too, at least with Eli Manning, uh, Amara has given his uh, consent that he wants Eli back next year. So... Like, who knows? The Giants have just been a, a fucking quagmire. But... At this point, look, they know that they don't have anything in Perkins. They know they know exactly what they have in Darkwood. Goldman's the one guy that they have to figure out exactly what they have and know what you need to do because they have failed in the draft for the last couple of years in getting running backs. And if and you need to know now, is Goldman another failure or is he an option? And so this is a, an opportunity. It's not a strong opportunity for fantasy points, again, just because you're going against the Eagles defense. Anything else? Anybody else to talk about in this game? We always say it every week. Evans, you're, 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 you got him. I'll do my stack party. Got him locked in. Ingram. Um, Ingram. Sorry, Evan Ingram. Um, got him locked in. Anyone else you got locked in on this team? Maybe Sterling Shepard, but you know that last week he put up a fucking one point, like one point in standard leagues. I wanted to choke him the fuck out. <laughs> And it was all in like a late catch. I like, I like this I'm not mistaken, it was a late crossing pattern that he caught. I like this grumpy uh, around the holiday stag party. Wait, I got one for you for that. Hang on. Uh, where is it? Get it. There you go. Your temper brings us honor to my happy Mushu Palace. <laughs> Mushu yes. Powers. 
All right, uh, we're done with that game. We're gonna move Mushu on. Palace. Oh. <laughs> just, let him, just let him go with it. Just let him go with it. You can never hear what. Is I've got a bad ear. Oh, hey, he's going to the. He's so the all game. of you listeners who always hear him giggle after a, a soundbite fight, he really has no idea what, <laughs> what was just said. It's not until he goes and does the recording and listens to it's it again lately, that you actually right. hear. You're not incorrect. You're not incorrect, but it has been better lately. But there was a, there was like a period. Like, Two years, my so, ear literally had a, an echo to it. Where literally you play, I'm like, I have no idea what they just said there. So sorry, don't speak English. I heard that. You guys so sorry, know. don't speak. I, I I hear most of them these days. My hearing is got it. My treatments are better, but there was a time where it's like, I know that was just uh, <laughs> hilarious. Sweet life. Um, all right, let's go on to the Jets. This is the last game of uh, the early uh, set, and Houdini, you'll be happy to know, even with two games on Saturday, we're going to get three in the afternoon. Um, so this is going to be the Jets at the Saints. Let's start with the Jets. McCown um, is out for the season. Yep. Uh, God, he had a nice run. He always does kind of a nice run, but he's always going to be out for the season at some point. Um is there really anybody playable on this team? God, you, know, you know what? This is the Robbie. problem. I mean, Robbie Anderson has been the guy that you really wanted to play, right? And without McCown, I mean, the one thing that was great about McCown is that he would come in and he would throw the ball downfield. And he did that with the Bears. He did that with Tampa Bay. He's done that with the Browns. He, he, everywhere he's been, he throws the ball downfield. He was not good at those little dump-off short passes. You like hardly ever see him do those. That's all they're going to be doing with Brett Hundley. So, um, Robbie Anderson to me becomes you have to you, you know you thank him for the service that he yeah. did getting you to where you got, but I think you got to give up on it. It's one of those ones where if I have to pick a guy, I probably guess I would say it's either going to be um, shit, maybe Austin Safarian Jenkins is the guy who's going to benefit from this. Nope. But I don't know how much you benefit because I just don't see the offense running smoothly. Cohesively in any way, Who shape, or form. Pike Petty? Petty, yeah. Bryce Petty completed two passes on nine attempts last week. That's Just one was across the line of scrimmage. You fucking <laughs> jumped the fuck off every single player on the Jets. You played none of them. Robbie Anderson gets Marshawn Lattimore, fully healthy, and you know, has hey, a quarterback. the temper one for now. <laughs> this is and, great. And has a quarterback that can't throw the ball five yards down the field. You're going to play somebody? Literally not right, nine enough. attempts, only one was o- uh, over the, uh, the line no. of scrimmage. That's hilarious. One completion. One completion. How many yards over the line of scrimmage? <laughs> like four. <laughs> Fair so, 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 so basically what Stags is saying, if you're in your playoffs and you start a jet, then Houdini is going to put you into the bitch slap. I think what Stags just said is you have no jets locked in. No. Um, let's go to the Saints side of the ball. Lock him in. Kamara said he's playing. He's playing. Lock in Kamara. Lock in uh, Mark Ingram. Lock in the Saints defense. Uh, you know, Michael Thomas, after that performance last week, you're locking him in. And Drew Brees is a back-end QB1. And everybody else is a no. I mean, fucking Willie Sneed <laughs> stole everyone's draft capital. Like, this guy was drafted in the 7th, 8th round. Yeah. round yeah. Yeah. You know, drafted on pretty much every single yeah. league out there. Uh, got suspended for three weeks. Missed his first week back. And I think he has six fucking catches right now. Six. Yeah. 
How, how do you do that? Do like, you want to know what happened? This, this, I was never on him. What the, what the word was... Even if you were never on him, you had you had him as a top 40 receiver. The no, word, you I could was, be off and still be wrong. They, <laughs> they said this, I believe, during the beginning of the Thursday night game, or if it wasn't, it was the, the last game the week before, was that Willie Sneed, when he got the suspension, he ended up putting on a lot of weight. And he did not get back into like game shape until basically last week was the first game that he's finally been back in game shape. And like, so like not being able to like run full practices, not being able to do all the things. And so Sean Payton's like, fuck you, you're not fucking playing. I'm not throwing your fat ass out there. Jeez, that's right. He was a practice squatter, right? The thing I, he was a worker. Yeah, he was, he was a, a worker. That's always the way he did it over the last two years. And then he got suspended. You'd think he'd double down and up his ante on working. Or and he, he, was he got the smell of success. He got the smell of success and got a little bit of a big head. Thought he was better than he was. Especially since, hey, there's no more Marquise Colston. There's nobody else here. I'm the definite number two. And then he couldn't find his way back out of the field. Wow. I did not hear that. That's a good story. Uh, anything Anything else you want to talk about that one? The Jets? No. No. Saints. Oh, Saints? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I mean, I don't want to start. Could, could, I got a question for you. So, could, I kind of want one of my buddies to win this week in our in our big money. Fuck week. your buddy. Hold on. Not, not <laughs> this is never, could Breeze have, have a nice week? Yeah, he's built like 16 points. Like... That's it. That, that's all he's doing. So can he, can Breeze go back to being when he actually was able to like fire up some points or not? not I, I, I don't think they need him to. Like right. they're winning games, and you know this should be a game. Bryce Petty is the other starting quarterback. Yeah, good I'm point. not going to throw my money on Breeze suddenly attempting 40 passes. No. Um, Wait, before I, I got, I, I'll say this about Breeze though. So here's one thing I will say about Breeze, and it's not good. Is last year I think he threw 10 300 yard games, like the year before, it's like 10 or 11 300 yard games. Two this year. He always also had all these games where he was throwing three, four touchdowns. Oh, yeah. He's, I think he's only had two games with more than two touchdowns. Oh, yeah. He, 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 this is by far, I mean, he's, there's, ne- there's been a model of consistency in fantasy football like Drew Brees. In a long, long time, and it's gone. It's he's like, always been top five, and right now he's sitting at the twelfth quarterback uh, in standard leagues. And, and, and you got to understand at this point in time the way that this team is built, because really outside of Michael Thomas, you don't have a real legitimate second threat for him to throw the ball to. You don't even have that speedster. You don't have that. What was the guy's name that I said I didn't know who he was after we talked about Kellen Cole? Bird. Bird. Yeah, Bird. You don't have a guy like that on this team. Yeah. So there's no one that's out there for him just to, to, to light it up. When you have Brandon Cook... Well, isn't Ginn on this? Ginn's on this Yeah. Team. Yeah, but... Ginn was the guy that not said that No, Ginn's happening. Because... Well, yeah, no, no, here, no, no. But here's why it's not happening. But it's it not happening, happening because... No, but it's not. If you go back to the years of Devery Henderson when they had that, how many times Drew Brees was attempting a pass of 30 yards or more, it was about five or six times a game. It's now about two times a game at most. So he becomes basically like every normal average quarterback who's in a run-based offense that this is what you get. He's a high-performing quarterback in a run-based offense. You know, you lean on him when you need but to, but this is not what you're used to. The they used the to basically run the ball one time for every three times that they throw the ball. Yeah, It seemed that. like if and then they would run the ball at the end if they were up. It's, I like what Stag Party said. 
Bryce Petty's the quarterback on the other fucking they team. They don't need to push him. Kamara's playing, and, and Run him. Ingram's lighting it up, top five running back. They are going to be running the fuck out of the ball. They don't need to. Breeze doesn't need any accolades. He doesn't care. He wants to just get He's his He's going to give you, like, stacks at 60, maybe 20 points. That's it. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's go to the first of the afternoon games, and that's going to be the Rams at the Seahawks. Yes. Love this fucking game. Let's start with the Rams. Uh, obviously, uh, came up just short in what was a great game. Uh, that Eagles game was pretty sweet. Um, what it, what can happen here? Is it, for the Rams side of the ball? This is this is a, a to- for the Rams. I look at them as this is being a total measuring stick game because do you want to win this division? Right? Are you on this level? You you lost the game on a high level game to the to the to the Eagles. Now you got another back to back game. <clears throat> tough game against Seattle where you're going to need to put your stake your claim for your playoff spot and for wh- where you're going to be. Are you are you going to regress in this situation? And again, you're going to Seattle, one of the harder places to play. So these are tough two measuring stick games in a row. I almost, I just have a feeling that the Rams are going to come up short again. Yeah, I think they can come up a little short on the road. It's just a tough spot. They also get Robert Woods back on offense. They've got uh, you know a secondary without you know most of the Legion of Boom. So you're looking at just Earl Thomas and then a bunch of corners who were either on the street, almost traded, uh, or almost cut. You know, just two or three weeks ago. So. No, getting Robert Woods back, Sammy Watkins playing at his highest level of the season. How um, does that? What What's the effect of that? Because there have been guys who have been able to start some Sammy Watkins. I don't think you could. Like and I think they're all like wide receiver threes flex plays right now, yeah. and none of them look solid. Like locked in because Sammy Watkins. Is <laughs> in. Locked in. I love it. <laughs> what? I just I love the stag party locked in. It's just great. It's just it's it's his word for being a post on. It's good. I love it. Come on. Let me have fun here. <laughs> I just did a bump in the bathroom. Oh! <laughs> you locked into something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my nose, my nostrils have gotten oh, locked fuck. in so many times that I, this I guy's just playing Call of Duty on it. Dude, giant that's all. Street. This guy, all that guy does is play Call of Duty. So we're, we're in an apartment place where we can see a bunch of a bunch of other people's apartments. That fucking guy plays Call of Duty like it's his fucking job. <laughs> he might be recording. Yeah, he might be recording that thing and be like one of those. He might have a YouTube, YouTube channel, dude. I swear to God, that guy plays. Anytime I look up there, which is like five times a week, right. he's playing it. Sorry. So, thinking about Jared Goff, though, is can you start him to think that you're going to get top eight quarterback, or are you really looking at this and going, he's really, really low end quarterback one? I think top eight to low end quarterback one is his range. Yeah. But does he have upside for more? Uh, we saw him really, really struggle against this team when they first played. But this defense is completely different right now. But I also think, you know, Todd Gurley was shut down in that last game. I don't think they're going to be able to shut him down to the same extent. Any suspensions for Seattle players after that altercation at the end of the game last week? No. No suspensions. Man, even after the guy almost jumped into the stands with a shot. Oh, he did a Ron Artest. Was Jefferson or Richardson? Who was Jefferson. 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 He almost went Ron Artest. Oh, my God. I, I, was, I, was, I couldn't believe that. I'm like, nah, fuck you. If you throw drinks at football players, they should be allowed to come in the stands and beat your ass. And you remember, you saw that. Well, to me, I'm like thinking slap shot all the way. I'm like... Is it this guy? Yeah, that's the guy. Tyler Lockett no, got shit thrown at him. 
They're just being assholes. So hey. and, well, the best part is that at least nowadays they are they've identified the, those guys. If they are season ticket holders, they will be revoked, and regardless, they will be uh, expelled from being able to get any tickets. To I'm a stag party. They should be able to get their asses whooped no, by some of the most. Yeah, like <laughs> let them up, and everyone just to parse the scene. Like it was him. <laughs> and the guy like gets run down and gets one good blow, and then you know it's kind of like a hockey fight. Oh no, even this the guy gets to go, and then they pull him off and say, "Okay, you did, you did it." I mean, I'm even again. willing to make it more fair for the fans to say that because I'm sure if I'm Jefferson, that I don't care. There were three or four people that threw. Put them all in there at the same time. <laughs> I'm going to body check one, elbow the other. Crush down for on the sure. third, and then the for fourth, sure. and I'm going to make his intestines just come out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And, it, <laughs> and, and then no one ever throws a beer at a player again. <laughs> Pretty much. I oh, love it. Um, all right. What else? It's definitely the playoffs that we're not in uh, yeah. high intensity here. So. The truth is... I, I tweeted out this, this earlier this week. I think we all agree. I'm so sick of fantasy right now. <laughs> Especially when you lose that yeah, game in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, fuck you! Like, oh, fantasy, we got three more weeks of this, and then the whole playoffs, I'm going on vacation. But can't do it. We're not going to do that for you. Anything else to do, uh, talk about um, with the Rams, or do we go over the season? I mean, the Rams have... You know, failed to score more than 10 points in a single game against the Seahawks in their last three matchups. Albeit, you have to throw out two of those because they're Jeff Fisher-led teams. But <laughs> the last last time, you know, they did. It was also a Jeff Fisher-led team, but they they still scored just 10 points against. How about, the... how about Cooper Cup though? 200 yard games in his last four, and the other two have gone for at least 60 yards, and uh, one well only one touchdown in those four games. I mean, Cooper Cup's fine. I, I don't hate him. Like low end, I, low end wide receiver three is a flex play. I think By they're the way, all right in that same range. Like, By the way, we need to let the listening audience know what Stag Party's team name is. Have you, do you know what Stag? One of his in one of his leagues. No. I died when I saw this. He posted like uh, something talking about, oh, this game was so close, or I won this. Or his his team name is Two Girlies, One Cup. <laughs> nice. It's really genius. Valverde. You suck. Hey. Hey, come on. That stings. Who said that? That stings. Uh, if you guys don't know what that is, check out Two Girls, One Cup. Uh, um, great, if you don't great, know what that is, great. be prepared to uh, also have another cup for yourself. Oh. Two Girlies, One Oh, uh, so I, I think you're sticking with uh, Todd Gurley in your lineup, even though he has struggled previously against Seattle. Um, and that, that's it. Let's go to the Seahawks side. I think you're you're fucking rolling out of here with Russell Wilson. We saw last week that matchups don't matter for fantasy scoring. Yeah, you do throw three picks, but you look at his final score at the end of the day, it was still up there. Because he is the entire offense for the Seahawks. I mean, was it like, is it like 42% of the offense or something? It's like, that's him. Yeah, he's, he's probably way more than way that. Way more than that. Way yeah. more than that. As far as touchdowns went, I think earlier it was 92%. There, that was how... He, they, they don't run they the don't ball, get right? running touchdowns. No. 92% touchdowns were funneled through. Mike Davis, uh, you know, he's the guy that's been functioning as their lead back the last couple weeks. I like how you say functioning. <laughs> he's not actually been the starter. He's just been functioning as... <laughs> The lead back. 
He's there. He's <laughs> a body. Am I, am I wrong? Am I wrong? He's a body. He's got like 15 to 16 touches each of the last couple weeks. Gotten between like 60 and 70 yards. And now gets a Rams defense that is much better against the pass than they are against the rush. Uh, you know, he's coming back apparently going to be practicing all week because he's had a rib injury. So it, it looks like it might be a spot that's pretty good for him. I'm not suggesting advocating or saying that you should play him in your fantasy playoffs, but in DFS you can't just write him off immediately because he's a Seahawk running back. Um, at, at wide receiver for this team, you know, Tyler Lockett probably had his best game of the season last week. Uh, Doug Baldwin, you know, had another average game and hasn't really had one of his blow-ups. So I expect him to have a pretty good one in this one, uh, especially when he should have the bonus of better coverage uh, with, with Tremaine Johnson, you know, focusing on a guy like Paul Richardson or Lockett, depending on the play. Um, so I like those guys. Uh, Jimmy Graham, you know. What a great game he had last week, huh? He goosed it. God damn. Oh, like, I, I needed him not to goose it, and I'd be in the playoffs right now. If he had just gotten four points, I'd This is the worst part. I would have won, because except I went against Stewart and Hopkins. Jay Stewart and Hopkins. He threw nobody else against me. He had like Jimmy Graham, Josh Doxon. I was like, oh. Jimmy Graham had a bad game. Um, can I ask a question bad. on... The Seahawks. Nah, I'm not going to ask it. Go ahead. Keep going, Stags. That's all Close I got. It's all you got? Seahawks, out. Uh, we'll move on from this game. Oh, one, one quick thing I was wrong. That I don't know if it was mentioned. Uh, Woods will play this week. Yeah, we'll so, talk about it. Okay, you got that? Okay. So that affects Sammy, uh, Samantha. Yeah, okay, cool. My, I must have been peeing or doing bumps at that point. Um, let's go... <laughs> Let's go to the first of, oh no, second of the afternoon game. Exciting game. This game, let's try and talk about this one real swiftly. Titans, fantasy football. Well, you know, before we get get into this game, let's take a break because we need to listen to some sponsors and figure out how we're going to get through this game in like two and a half minutes. Love it. The the countdown has started. (laughs) Two minutes, 159. Tell me what, Stan, I have things that I like about the 49ers. I really don't have much that I like about the Titans, so why don't you tell me what you like about the Titans this week? I like that the Titans are playing the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that the 49ers are playing the Titans. <laughs> so, Marcus Mariota gets a you know, pretty good spot against San Francisco. They've been a little bit improved against running backs over the last couple weeks. Uh, but what they're doing against quarterbacks in that same time has just been a downward spiral. So, you know, Delaney Walker, great play. Corey Davis, still not there as a play yet, but this could be a game where he starts to put it together. Rashard Matthews, uh, now back healthy, practicing all week. You know, a good spot for him. The question is, at running back, like it is every week, is it going to be DeMarco Murray playing like 75% of the snaps? And then, you know, Derrick Henry playing 25%, but looking better. Like, it's a major issue overall, but I don't know how it's going to be solved in the playoffs to sort of, like, there's no answer clear in the sky right now that's going to come down and tell you to play one or the other. No, I think there's absolutely no uh, crystal ball that's going to tell you that. But what I'm going to look at is that 
they're going to lean, start leaning more toward Derrick Henry here eventually because he's the future of this team. Derek, uh, DeMarco Murray has been a stopgap to get them through. Derrick Henry is what they see as the future. I, I, it, to me, it only seems, especially as he's been playing better, inevitable that, that all of a sudden that timeshare is going to come back. But you're close. still in a playoff hunt. I understand. Well, no, you're, you're, if you're in a playoff race right now, then you're, you're fucked. Because if you, if you have one or the other, it just depends on who you're playing them against. Now, I'll put it to you this way, though. If you're Carlos Hyde, who's on the other side here, is one of the guys that you're looking at, bench Carlos Hyde this week. Yes, I said it. Bench Carlos Hyde for, for who? For either one of those two. Why? Because the Titans are the sixth best team against stopping running backs. Yeah, because but... because where the the 49ers are going to make their hay is with Jimmy G, is with throwing to the tight ends, throwing to Marquise Goodwin, which has been amazing. I never thought that Marquise Goodwin would ever be this type of a fucking receiver in the NFL, and. He looked good before Jimmy G got there, and then all of a sudden he's looked even better since Jimmy G got there. You've gotten twenty-nine-ish uh, percent of Garoppolo's targets. Yeah, he's getting, and he's connecting. What he had like a ninety-yard game, a hundred-yard game. It's like he, and with that speed, he, can, he has a chance to put up. I, look, I just look at it this way. Are we just, but we're blending. We're kind of blending them together here. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that running back situation. I. I just feel that the 49ers' defense is more exploitable for those guys to score a touchdown than I that I think that Hyde may have more yards than one of those guys, but I don't think he's going to score. I think he got a better chance for touchdowns coming from the Tennessee side of the running back. But position. the thing is, Hyde, you like Jimmy G. Hyde is very involved in the passing game. On the season, Carlos Hyde has 79 targets. And he has five in a game with Jimmy G. He had just one last week. But that's also because he ran all over the Texans for 78 yards and a touchdown. Only had 14 carries. Just 14. He hasn't had more than 20 carries since week three. And it's the only week he had more than 20 carries in a game. He doesn't need that because of targets. Okay, fine. 80 targets on the season. And those are two games. Now look, and those are games that were with C.J. Beathard where he had 13 targets in a game, 11 targets in a game, 9 targets, 8 targets. He's had a Jimmy big... G, he's had 5-1. and one. It ain't happening. Dude, <laughs> read the tea leaves. <laughs> this is a bad take. You should start Carlos Hyde. Okay, fair enough. I like it. I like this. You know, but Houdini believes that he would be benching. Well, also, also understand, Houdini always hated Carlos Hyde. Yeah, yeah. I do not like Carlos Hyde, but this matchup is why. Because in the playoffs, he fucking let you down. He's never played in the playoffs. Right. No, in the fantasy playoffs, he lets you down. I have played and won against guys that have played Hyde against me four years or really leading up into this year. So Delaney Walker. Let's quickly just talk about him because I think he's pretty much. I already finished most, that. You talked to him already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't know. Lock him in. <laughs> okay, lock, locked and loaded. You said you had hearing hearing problems, but you're not make, hearing. Why are you making fun of my hour hearing of the podcast? Yeah. I'm gonna make fun we, of your hat. We we've totally <laughs> moved on to San Francisco's side. That's why I thought you were blending it together. Now we're right. almost done with San Francisco. You throw that hat on. Will you put your purple and blue hat on? Please? Yeah, will it make you feel better? Yeah, it'll make you feel Patagonia better. in your Patagonia face. Patagonia from 1989. 1994. Nice work. Good stuff. Full circle. Now it's dope and retro. Good That's stuff. Right. Um, all right, are we done with this whole game? Yes. My hearing's awesome. Um, Here's better. Beautiful. The best game. Yeah. 
Before we go to this game, just kidding. I know we did it last time. Um, the best game of the week, in my opinion. Yes. Patriots at Steelers. What do you got to say? Let's start with the Patriots. They just signed today. Stavish's favorite um, Army-based junkie, uh, Kenny Britt, is now wow. a Patriot. Yep. Um, He'll do exactly what Michael Floyd did at the end of last year. Yep. But what was that, though, for our listeners? Not, not much. Up. He had one touchdown, and it was like one game where he had like 50 or 60 yards. He had a sick yards. block, though, that broke uh, yeah. an Edelman uh, nice but long one. A sick block. That was one of the best blocks I've seen in a while. It was the best block since he had sitting at the stoplight blocking all the cars behind him. That was bad. <laughs> Come on. That was good. That was good. That was good. Poor guy. That's one of the worst videos you'll ever see. Go ahead, I mean, I think you should, uh, even though Brady you know, looked to struggle, this offense didn't convert a third down against the Dolphins on Monday night. I still think you're rolling them all out here. You're starting Brandon Cooks. You should be starting Hogan uh, if he is to play, um, because you know Joe Hayden's a guy who's likely to be a little bit healthier this week practicing. When he's been in the games, they've been a very good uh, pass defense. When he's been out. Uh, they haven't been. But now, with Shazier also out, mm-hmm. now it's just a big gap that is sort of a question mark. So I'm starting Hogan over the middle. I'm starting you know, Bray, uh, Gronkowski like always. You look at his games, I think his last game against the Steelers was a three-touchdown game. Well, don't you also think that, again, the fact that Gronk was ahead of miss the last game, you get him back, you have Hogan back, you have all the weapons back. You haven't had all the weapons in place for like since Six what? Weeks. Like yeah, it, it's been a long time. Since Hogan hurt himself, and you've now really and you have Burkhead back. You have I mean, everyone. Well, what happened to Burkhead? Because he did not play in that second half. I think it's just. Was it the, the play at the goal line? Was it the... No, the play at the... He's not in concussion protocol? He's not injured on the injury? Because no. that's another guy that like started off, I thought I was going to win because someone else was going to beat him. And they didn't take a... He did not have a snap in the second half of that game. Anyway, I don't want to make this so, but all but this, all this points to is that Brady's a, a must start. Look, this is the other thing, too. Pretty much, this is the game where almost every player is a must start. Yeah, oh yeah. For because sure. look at the, the, the implied point total started in, in like 58. 28 for New England, 25 for Pittsburgh. New England's favored. The game's in Pittsburgh. This is just going to be a fantasy football fest. I wish it was on a Sunday night or a Monday night because. Especially the way that Antonio Brown plays in primetime matchups. Jesus. Now, granted, this is a primetime afternoon matchup, but it's not an island game. He's going for the MVP award. He's right, and, but everyone's going to be watching this game. You know, this is the game that is going to decide if Pittsburgh wins. They basically do they lock up home field, or they basically well, have like a cakewalk to to lock up home field. They don't. The they would have to if, if they lost both games and New England won both the games. Then I don't that know loss for New England was huge because I think New England had right, the advantage. They win their two games up on them for home field advantage. Yeah. So and, two and, games and, to go. Right, with, right. So it's pretty much locking it up at this point in time. It's it's amazing. It, it, this is going to be this is just going to be a great game. This is going to be a game of big hits and big plays. Do not expect the defenses to hold this to a lower scoring game. It's going to be. Big Ben's going to have to be doing everything with Le'Veon Bell and with Antonio Brown in order to get it done. Those two guys are going to have huge games. 
On the New England side, I think it gets a little bit more murky, right? Like, Brady's going to have a huge game. He's probably going to throw for at least three touchdowns. Gronk is going to have a big game. He'll probably get at least one of those touchdowns. But then it becomes, who the fuck is going to get it amongst Cooks, Amendola, and Hogan? Fuck Amendola. Amendola. All right, fine. So Cooks and Hogan. Who's going to get – who's who is the guy that's really going to step up? Because the one thing that we, that we haven't seen from Brandon Cooks in his entire NFL career is a guy – when you're in a playoff-type situation, do you step up and make the big play? Or and, and, nor has Chris Hogan because he was on the Buffalo Bills. Well, that's not true. Remember last year before the, Down the, the championship oh, game, right, yeah. he had two touchdowns, yeah, right. 100 yards. He won. He was their best player besides Brady and, in the championship and game against week, Pittsburgh to get him. In who the has the more targets last week between Hogan and uh, I don't even know. I know Hogan got a bunch of targets. Cooks probably did. Cooks was shut down. So yeah, but Cooks, but he definitely he got five targets and there so, was, there was one, those were the, amazing plays by that so, one. But this is the problem. What's that, that guy's this, name? I need to remember it because he's. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy's name? Xavier. What's his name? Xavier Howard. Xavier. Okay, Xavier. that guy. I mean, the, the, that the way he made up and intercepted that one long early in like the first or second drive. Yeah. That that ball against essentially ninety-seven percent of other cornerbacks is a. Uh, 60-yard pass. So, but here's the thing. Us. If you have Cooks, you're going to be starting Cooks, okay? And now, if you have Hogan, where you, you know, you you basically have had to bring different guys into your fold, you might be looking at who... You start Hogan. I agree with that. you got to start Hogan because the Patriots are going to do everything they can to put up as many points because this is just going to be one of those games where it's... I swear, it, it, it's... Antonio Brown's probably going to end up with at least 13 catches at the end of this game. Jesus. I, I, now, as far as the other guys with like Pittsburgh, I, I don't really trust that I can trust anybody else. Well, Juju's back. And Juju may be the guy that I can trust. Martavis? No. Martavis can't. He, you know, he, he had 500 yards. Uh, Martavis had 33 no, yards nothing. last week. Yeah, nothing. It's no. zero. Um, a great stat is the fact that over the last five weeks, um, and. Uh, Antonio Brown uh, has had uh, leads the league, obviously forty receptions, um, and then uh, Le'Veon Bell is third with thirty-five. And what is it? And I think, <laughs> I think Antonio Brown, in order to break the all-time record, um, these all they average one hundred and fifty-three yards per game. Is what I think it is. Which, which for him, you would say. For most people, you say like, you're not going to average one hundred fifty-three yards per game. Antonio well, Brown, you don't fucking know. Nah, I think got, it's got to be like 160. Because what the all-time record is held by Calvin Johnson. Calvin, 19, maybe it's 1960 to get. Yeah. Maybe the 160 to get to 2,000, but maybe it's 153 to just. He's at 1509. Yeah. But he so can do it. 300 and so that'd be 480. 450. That'd be 480. He can do it. So it's 100. Ben's throwing it his way, dude. And the way he's catching, that guy's just—he's he's too good. And the way that there's not anybody else that's really doing anything else on the, in in that offense. It's look, he's you ridiculous. funnel it through because you have Le'Veon Bell, which which forces those defenses. Brown, even when Brown's in double coverage, he gets the ball thrown to him and he catches it. I agree. He's just, he's so sick. So um, sick. All right, are we good with the Steelers? Anything to say about uh, James? Uh, had what ten catches or something? Um, yeah, I mean, he had a he, he had a huge game as far as opportunities and targets and catches. Uh, yeah, I think you start Rex Burkhead, but once they're in catch-up mode, we know that James White is their preferred running back. So we saw it in the Super Bowl, we saw it last week. So when you ask what happened to Rex Burkhead, it was James White. 
Like, he's the guy they want to play when they play hurry-up offense. Simple as that. If you're going to trail to the Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe James White does have an opportunity to make some plays, uh, especially in PPR leagues. So I thought he was hurt, man. Oh, but I hear what you're saying. No, it's just rolls. It, it's it, New England. Like, that's what they do. It's like if they want to run it late in games, it's going to be Deion Lewis. But if they want to mix early in games, it's going to be Rex. And it's just difficult. They're, it, it's Belichickian as usual. Um, Gronk, you're loving. The guy's a beast against this team. Um, what else? What that's else? it. That's it. That's it. We're, we're, we're locked and loaded. We're getting into the um, night game on Sunday, and that's going to be the Cowboys at the Raiders. When the uh, when the, the schedule maker made this, they probably thought they were geniuses and going to have the greatest game of all time on their hands. But uh, things have changed a little bit. Cowboys actually played better, probably their best ball last week since the uh, Elliott being out. Um, let's start with the Cowboys. And, uh, and, and this is that. the last week without Elliott. Yeah, he's coming back next week. Yep. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I start Dak Prescott against the Raiders. The Raiders are just that bad. They're, they are. It's, it's a sad state of affairs how Oakland went from Super Bowl contender to just woof, woof. I mean, Leo Mack is the only guy that's really playing anything on defense there. Yeah, and you know Derek Carr just wasn't that good. No. Uh, so, lo- looking at Dak Prescott, you're starting him for both his rushing and his uh, passing ability. Des Bryant was more locked. for the rushing ability than the passing ability, to be honest. Because the passing ability, as think about this, I just want to have, let's have a conversation about it. As consistent as he was the year before, with his high percentage throws and and like not throwing interceptions. That all that confidence seems to be gone, and it's gone because he doesn't have the stability of that running game to balance out the offense. But Alfred Morris has been got, has been great the last couple of weeks, and so is Rod Smith. So the running game is back. So now that you have the run game back, you have everything else back mm-hmm. because now now their offense is predicated on you know play action yeah. and rollouts and sprint outs. So once the run game starts going, those things all work better. And that gives you time for those deep crossers that Dak Prescott loves to throw to work. Uh, you know, well, and, and the other thing is that this, though. Dak had a 300-yard game last week. Was that the first of his season? Uh, yes. So <laughs> the fact that, that you get the running game working to me is great, but it's also about... You're not expecting Dak to do that, the 300-yard games. It doesn't happen. It was the first one of the year. So expect him to throw for about 220, but why it becomes viable is because if the running game is working and then he starts using his legs, and if he can give you that 60 yards and a touchdown on the ground, boom, you got a, you got a great game ahead of you. I like, I like your little John Madden. Boom! Uh, Madden Zigzaggy! Yeah. By the way, quickly, while we're talking about uh, Raiders, Cowboys, check out the 30 for 30 podcast. Um, about Madden, uh, the Madden game. It's an hour long one. I listened to it last weekend. About the video game? It's about the video game. It is so fucking awesome. It's one of the best podcasts. I listen to plenty of podcasts. I'm not like stag. I like I listen to podcasts that aren't about fantasy football. I listen to just podcasts, mostly about sports and design and architecture or whatever. But the this show. You listen to some of the music ones. I listen to so much fucking music I that I don't even listen. I, I can't hear about it. Um, but yeah, this is just on. Check that out. Thirty for thirty, Madden's game. I think it's called. 
Oh my god, Un unbelievable story about the dude that started EA Sports and that game and how, how involved Madden's been from 1982 all the way to now and just some of the, it's just some of this historic st stories about their rides and whatever. Check that out. Trying to give you the pop culture side of things. So fucking good. Uh, go on. Sorry. Uh, you're starting Dak. You're starting Alfred Morris. You're starting Des Bryant. Uh, and you're cursing yourself every time you start Des Bryant. God damn it. If he had gotten tackled, which he should have gotten tackled in the one play, it's a three catch for 29-yard game. And the problem is that those touchdowns were coming earlier in the year, and they've just been like pulling teeth the last seven, eight, seven weeks of the season. Who do you think for owners? Dak Prescott? If you have uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's coming back. I play Aaron Rodgers. have a bigger game? Dak Prescott Aaron or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'd probably go Aaron Rodgers. All right. Um... Let's go to, uh... Yeah, I think you're starting the typicals, and the only guy you're maybe starting <laughs> on the perth, the periphery is uh, Jason Witten because the Oakland Raiders are bad against tight ends. And whenever he has that matchup that's plus-plus, Jason Witten seems to, you know, show up. The Witten, though, can I tell you, he was in my bitch slap for the leading up to the playoffs. In the four weeks, from weeks 9 through 12... He had 16 targets, 16 catches. So caught every target. 115 yards and 16 one, yards. <laughs> 115 yards and one touchdown in four weeks. Well, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to move this. I like it. And the problem is with Witten, you're really hoping for the touchdown. The touchdown is where, and last week he gave you the touchdown. It's where he scores his points because he's just not getting a volume of, of catches. So especially if you're in PPR, I, I just don't know how you really can start them confidently. Agreed. Uh, let's move over to the Raiders, and we'll, 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 while you're talking about your bitch lap installment three or four, which I put up on the site today, uh, that's a great fucking hilarious moment for Houdini to give our uh, our, our fantasy football fools um, a little a little that are they're letting our teams down a little sl bitch lap. Uh, but we'll start with Derek Carr. The only three-time quarterback in your in your bitch lap. So basically, we, there's four installments done after four, eight, uh, twelve, and um, sixteen games. games. Uh, so, but I'm, each I'm, one only looks at a four-game yeah, segment. It's a small four-game segment. Uh, but three times, so basically every installment Derek Carr has been on this year for Houdini's Bitch Lab, I'll read you the little, uh, the little synopsis. Derek Carr, you only played in three games during this period, and while your stats were not horrible, they were not great and kept you out of the top 12. You had two games with 253 or fewer passing yards and threw four touchdowns with two interceptions over those three games. That is not going to get your owners any wins. And you were a favorite pick by many in this in, in drafts this year. You have failed time and again. And once again, you have earned your third pitch slap. All right, I love that piece. I can't wait. That's the first one I read. I was busy today, so I haven't read them, but I... Uh, I, uh, I, I, I always get a, I always crack up at that one. Uh, what else we got? Uh, you want to talk about Carr for this matchup? Is it a good one, or is he just... And by the way, I'll, I'll, I'll read you my favorite bitch slap after this game. Cool. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it uh, for Carr. I just don't know if you could trust him. Look at his receivers last week. Uh, you know, Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper, they're both sort of, you know, banged up and not performing right now. So... Dropsies. You know, Cooper... 
Probably shouldn't even have played last week. It's a big question mark whether he's going to be healthy enough to play this week. But if Cooper and Crabtree were healthy and you know Cook was doing what he's doing, it's great. But now Sean Lee's back. And Sean Lee on the Dallas defense is much different than the Dallas defense without Sean Lee. So that, that's where I draw the line. Like, I don't know who I can start here confidently. I think I can start Marshawn Lynch confidently. Uh, we've seen his performances over the last couple weeks you know, really show up, and the touchdowns have been there for him outside of Marshawn. Uh, it, it's sort of a, a, a question mark. You know, probably Melvin Gordon, or not Melvin Gordon, excuse me, uh, Michael Crabtree. Uh, besides that, no one. Wow. And you, I'm going to just give you some credit. Me and Deanie were on the jock of car this yep. preseason, and I'm just going to tell you all the things you said I agree with. I knew that he wasn't worth the contract when he got it. I was honest about that. This guy was not worth $25 million. He needs million. a he running needs, game like you would not believe. But he, he needs is, more than that. He is, a, he is a chuck it and hope for the best. It worked for Favre. Somehow he sold his soul to the devil. It's worked for other players. But the game style and the throw off the back foot... Like when he makes a play and it goes for it, you're great. But it, you're, you're, even then, you're kind of like, ah, that seemed lucky. And he's he, not a scrambler like Favre who can make those plays on the run. And because he's white, he doesn't get uh, all those his his techniques and his like um, just like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the fundamentals are atrocious. The way he throw, the different ways he throws. And when he's going back and dropping in the pocket, like if it was any other quarterback besides the vaunted Derek Carr, he's always chucking it off his back foot, winging it off the side. He's like Mr. Gunslinger, but I'm telling you, long-term career, uh, I, I just don't think he's going to be a great quarterback, to be honest. I, I mean, he'll be good. He'll he's be good. Better. He's he'll be good. Better. He'll be better than this year. But he's like he's good quarterback. He's gonna be the twelfth to fifteenth best quarterback yes. in the league every single year. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I thought he was gonna be top five. I bought into. He did look really yeah, good at moments last year. I'm, I'm, but oh he's, God, he's a winger. I'm, I'm an owner of him in a dynasty league, and he's gonna be one of those guys that I'm gonna look to put in the package and, and see if I can upgrade from. You know? He just wings it. Once a game gets going, all the I don't care how hard he studies, I don't care his fundamentals, I don't care whatever. But once a game gets going, he just goes loosey goosey. I'm Derek Carr, and it just doesn't work. Go for it. All right, you want a bitch slap? So, so here's probably one of my favorite ones. Nice, C.J. Anderson. Now he's still on here because he was a higher draft pick. Yeah, absolutely. All right, C.J., you were just terrible during this stretch. Your high yardage game was 54 yards, and you only managed 116 rushing yards over four games with one touchdown and one fumble. Playing you is like buying a fine steak dinner, and as soon as you finish, throwing up all over the table. I'm sure that we'll meet again in four weeks, but until then, suck on your... (laughs) (laughs) CJ crushed me in one league. There's no question about it. I get it. Um, anything else to talk about with the uh, people that are listening to this in their earbuds? They're like, oh, oh stop co- slapping. Coke driver is like hey, somewhere in, in, in the Catskills right now going up hills. He's like, oh, jeez, these guys keep clapping in their hands. It hurts my ears. Um, anything no, by else? the way, but, but I also just got ears. delivered to myself uh, two days ago. Omaha Steaks. I, I bought the Dan Bernstein on the score, 75% yeah. off family thing. Nice. For 50 bucks. 
they're small. Food. You get two steaks, two chicken breasts, two bratwurst, <laughs> no, eight things of bacon, a He's fucking dick up the butt. Damn right, it's amazing. I got it all. It's I got it's it's two fucking fillets I made up. They were great. Two sirloins, four chicken breasts, four burgers, sixteen kielbasas. Oh, four, uh, uh, is this deal still going on? Yeah, send it to me. Send it to all. Send it to Omaha me. I'm gonna post this on our Facebook and Twitter. Can, can, can we get sponsored? OmahaSteaks.com. <laughs> the uh, promo code was Dan B. Dan B. You want it? I did. Okay, then we'll quickly. We're on our last game. I got so delivered in dry ice, and it came within like no, seven days. Dude, Omaha Steaks, legit. Yeah. Today was my by my clients um, their holiday gift day. So me and my project manager Gina, it took us three hours, three and a half hours to do this. But I bought. Eight tins of Mrs. Fields cookies that are each $79 a piece. Oh, I, I, I spent almost $1,000 on Mrs. Fields cookies today. Oh, Over God. 600 cookies I bought for my clients today from Mrs. Fields. <coughs> and we bought ourselves. At, at the end of it, we were done. We were like, press her. I'm like, did we get ourselves any? Yeah, right? And she's like, no, we didn't. I'm like, stupid, <laughs> dumb, no. We ordered it. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> and 14 orders. We ordered, and we did put a little note. I goes, I put a little note. I wrote it up for the car. And I was like, hey, world headquarters, nerds. Hey, you guys really killed it this year. Chub out on some of these cookies and get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> so next Tuesday or Wednesday, we're going to have a little uh, Mrs. Fields cookie fest. Cookie party. Good times. Oh, last game. Covers. Last game. And we're going to do one last um, little uh, sponsorship. Listen to this. Let's milk this bitch. All right. Monday Night Madness. Monday Night. No, it's Sunday night. This is, <laughs> this is December 18th. That's my mom's birthday. I better remember to give her a call. It in, no, it's, it's got to be the 20th. Yeah. It says Monday. 17th? It's either 16th or 18th. No, it's the 20th. 18th. Because it's Christmas is uh, a That's right, that's right, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's so right. I'll, maybe this year I'll send my, I'll call my mom on her birthday. Um, the 18th of, oh, and that's also Fabi Lister, another one of my buddy's birthdays. I sound like Doug Manica right now. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm, Can I'm we talk about the games? Things Falcons. What are you doing? Things are high She's even worse than Houdini. This is the most fun I've had with fantasy in like a week. Um, <laughs> Falcons at the Buccaneers. Let's start with the Falcons. And um, I think you got to feel good about the Falcons in this one because the Buccaneers basically pitched a tent and kicked it under and said, we're done for the fucking year. Pitched a tent. Hey, you guys like Dirk Cotter? No. No. Okay, well, better suck then to get his ass fired. <laughs> Look. Like, so can you trust Devon? I I I love Devonta Freeman in yes. this matchup, especially Tevin Coleman. You know, suffered a concussion late in that game. Yep, uh, which is not good news for him. He was a, but then, a it almost worked out perfectly for both of those guys because Freeman went down toward the end and gave Coleman all that uh, juice to be able to hit the numbers that he needed to hit. And then Coleman goes down. Now Freeman's going to be able just to take over and do what Freeman should have been doing all year long. Speaking of juice, happy Hanukkah, everyone. <laughs> I did say happy Hanukkah earlier, but I, I will, I will, I will do it again. Yes, festival of lights, not gifts. I had to prove that to my mom. I go, she's like, 
I think gifts have always been given with Hanukkah. I go, I think that they kind of did that to kind of make people not feel bad about Christmas. <laughs> For sure. The kids these days, though, that are half, half, so she, Jewish, she looked it half up? Jewish, half Christian, sure. or half Christmas. Your, your relationship with your mom is so different than my relationship yeah. with my mom. So my mom calls me up and you she have goes, a relationship. She goes, she goes, <laughs> she goes to me. You were right. <laughs> I looked it up. It really started in the fifties. <laughs> giving gifts. I'm like, ah, there you go. Julio, big yes. bomber this year. Other than literally probably two games. Two games. Yeah. Uh, Somebody got two top twelve games on the season. Crazy. One of them was gigantic. Great two. That's it. Two top twelves. That's horrendous. Oh my god. And AJ Green. What does he have? Like three? No, nah, he's got like four or five. Oh. But Julio, I'd still rather have Julio. <laughs> oh my god. So at least he won you those games where he went off. Yeah, but I think a lot of people at requests and are pushing. Maybe me took a Julio over like an Antonio Brown, right. which I did. And I did too. <sighs> never, it's, it's never, again. never again. Never again. Never again. But the problem is maybe next year. Maybe next. <laughs> because, yeah. because because I'll totally forget about no, that on it. <laughs> and the other thing is that because you get to how many years can the guy do what he did? Right? Like you're going to be at the end of it, or he. Julio is one of the best wide receivers the game's ever seen. Antonio Brown, though, is is chasing Rice and, and, and that's about the it. Top five. If, if Antonio Brown continues on his current pace, he will be the first player in NFL history with three games uh, among the top ten PPR wide receivers. Uh, three seasons or games? Three seasons. Yeah. So he's got two now. He's on pace for his third. Um, you know and. Rice has two, Moss has two, and that's pretty much the list. Val Verde! You're the greatest player I have ever seen. What happened? I lost it. Is this shut off? No, I see it, so. Alright, hang on, we gotta try that again. Well, now you just turn it off. We'll turn it back on then. Why didn't I. I'm not editing this. Where is my connection? Where is my connection is what I want to. You are the greatest player I have ever seen, other than myself, practicing in front of a mirror, <laughs> which I do every day. This is my first snoochy boochy. This one's got, oh jeez, this is an 8, 8%. Welcome uh, to Houdini's world. Hey. Cheers. So here's one thing I would tell you though: if you're thinking about face. starting Matt Ryan this week, why? I mean, I granted you're playing against the uh, the Buccaneers. Do you know that Matt Ryan has not thrown for more than two touchdowns in any game this year? Do you know that Matt Ryan in the last three weeks has thrown for two touchdowns and three interceptions? Do you know that Matt Ryan has only had one 300-yard game in his last five? Do you know that Matt Ryan has thrown for under 220 yards in three of his last five games? And the other game was 221? <laughs> Do you, I'm, I'm listening to Stag Party and you all and our show all off season. Regression! Regression! You're listening to him. 
I thought, yeah, you, you thought, I thought yeah, you that Ryan was going to be have a good year. True. I, true. I'm eating crow on him and Derek Carr. So fair enough. Sorry, right. I got that's, Marcus Mariota. There you go. Yes, so. that's true. And Marcus Mariota, I I bought into that. And that guy is just he's whatever. We so, uh, so we this, can't hit hundred percent. But this is the horrible thing. So you, you're going to play. I think you. Start, I can't listen to you with that fucking hat on. Yeah, start. Do <laughs> start. Do start Devonta Freeman. Listen, don't. Worry. I think you. I think you bench Matt Ryan if you got a better option. You're starting Julio Jones, of course, but I don't think that based on the way that I they, would start Muhammad Sanu. Really, over even with the Julio yardage, Jones. Oh, really? Okay. So you figure that you figure that Julio's going to get the around. double? I'm fucking around a little bit. Yes, this was like he's ready to be done. I know he's he's already packed up. He's almost like ready to go. Well, this is good. This is good. Let's let's cruise no, through this. But, no, but I, but well, I knew over the last five weeks has been their most consistent weapon. Right. Uh, he's been a red zone threat. He's got more touchdowns on the season than fucking Julio Jones, which isn't hard to do. Shocker. Crazy. Um, you know, he's their Fuck preferred red zone weapon right now is Mohamed Sanu, and they don't really have anybody else and you gotta, besides Devonta Freeman as a rusher. And you need to abandon any hopes of playing Austin Hooper because it's just not happening right now. No, not consistently enough for me. No. So, yeah, I, I think you can start to do as like that flex type. And in PPR leagues, he's going to give you like five for fifty. Mm-hmm. That's and he's usually giving you a little bit more than that. And he throws. He's like the best quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, yeah, the best. The best. Oh, the best. No one ever gonna get you down. You're the best. Right. Let's go to the, the Bucks, and there's really not much you're going to start here on the Buccaneers side, either. To be uh, honest, honestly, if you were a, a person who drafted Mike Evans, you're like, "Wow, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is like the worst thing that you've ever seen." And I wasn't feeling good about him coming. I wasn't, but even if you weren't feeling good, you weren't feeling this bad. No, I agree. No, no question. The about it. the other fact that Deshaun Jackson, what two catches still of over 40 yards, he just doesn't have any of the big game left in him. Um, the, if you were making money on Cameron Brait earlier, well, you're not now because they're playing O.J. Howard, and Brait's not barely seeing the field. He had the two catches for two touchdowns. That was like just like a, a, a fuck you anomaly to make you like start him again, and then he gives you a donut. And so Howard is Howard ever Howard, had more than four catches in a game? No, and, 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 and when he has his when he has his best game, he has a fumble. So there is no consistency that you can. Deem up on that side. The, the coach is going to be gone. Everything is being blown up. Now people are questioning whether, you know, Winston was a great choice or not. And Obviously he wasn't. As, I, as, as I licked my fingers. And I don't, right, this, this, I heard that today on the radio. Uh, Winston, he did, this is one of those CBS uh, in a minute like thing that they do yeah. on sports radio. I'm Doug Gottlieb right, and yes. I love dick. Exactly. <laughs> and, and Winston needs to stop licking his fingers and eat more W's. That was what the guy said. I'm like, uh, what? What the fuck are you talking about? You just fill in a fucking minute and you have nothing to fucking say. Sick Marty knew it. Good. Eat dicks. Sick Marty's done some good impressions today. You did uh, the, the good uh, Omaha steak and the good uh, Gottlieb. I didn't know you had this in you, Sick Marty. When you get knocked off the bed. Come to come to hippos. <laughs> when Sick Marty gets knocked off his bed, which you told us has been happening lately. Uh, do you, you instead of going back in, you do some impersonations <laughs> in the bathroom here? You're good, dude. Here, I like here, it. Here, here's another one for all of us here. We have champions from every continent, so please, everyone, for a name tag. 
Yeah, that was some good Christopher Walken there, Houdini. That was. I, I'm, You're pretty, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. I, I, I'm I've impressed. been working on my impression. <laughs> I will tell you, that was a perfect example of I have no idea what Christopher Walken said. Not one word I got there. <laughs> <laughs> but right here, they got one Christopher Walken line there. I was like, yes, I knew it was Christopher Walken, but I don't. I'll give you one more. Word. I'll give you one more All impression. Right. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Okie dokie, artichoke. First of all, I know getting here was the commute from hell. I have to be a smidge off the beaten track here. What do you think? I understood that one. All right, we're done, guys. Oh, great artichoke. What about your running backs? What about Peyton Barber? You want to talk about him? Talk about him. I don't. I just wanted to see him, like, Doug Barber. I was hoping I got a little play out of him. It didn't matter. It really didn't matter because my, my flex was all right and my two running backs were good. Peyton, Peyton Barber. Like, the good thing about Peyton Barber is potentially after that Doug Martin fumble late last week, which he says he was benched for, you know, there's a chance because Peyton Barber was still the most effective runner in that game. He just didn't score the touchdown. That's that's it for that game. Such a pretty I don't know if you beer. can trust any of them. Such a pretty beer. But you're yeah, right. Yeah, like that, Blue Moon. Dude, that's not Blue Moon. That's... <laughs> Every, every sip is a dollar on this beer. Hey, how's it up? Hey, guys, we love you. Um, let's have you win this week 15. Let's rock this shit out. We're going to be uh, crushing it and doing some great things here throughout the rest of the season. We got episode 300 coming down the barrel, which we're really fired up about. We're actually going to be doing the, that one as kind of a standalone show that isn't about. Um, the what was it? What did we say? Week sixteen or seventeen matchups. What about week? What until we got four more weeks after? Now, it'll be in the playoffs, so we're gonna do like playoffs. we're Saturday. gonna do like a Saturday where we're so it's, it's, show, it's a different show with the with the game. Yeah, team. our week thirteen is gonna be a standalone show where we're getting fucked up the whole time. And I want to do it ten hours, and these guys don't want to do it. <laughs> um, well, you can't do ten hours because you call it a week thirteen show when it's actually the three hundredth show. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Not week 13, <laughs> it's the 300. I'm not saying I'm not going to fuck up a lot this. of stuff. <laughs> At that point in time, we'll only have 56 more day, 56 more shows to have a full year of shows. You remember the t- episode 200, the frog bottle? I do. Guess what? There's been like one shot taken since then. We're doing it again. Dollar, dollar, dollar. Uh, All right. Good luck, you guys. What are we closing with? Supper. Smashing pumpkins. Gish. Good times. Win this weekend, everyone. We love you for joining us on this nutty journey. Stag party. Love you. Well done. Good to have you. It's good to be back around here. We did yeah. that. We, 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 we. Too bad there's no fucking parking on your goddamn street don't, anymore. Don't, don't, let's not talk about it. Yeah. So and the fact street. is that we pulled up. There's not zero. A, zero car. You're, you're making zero money. They made more Reduced money. The they rates. made more money when it was free. And tickets. By ticketing. Yes. Because people would always... I, Idiots. It's so fucking Dumb stupid. city. Dumb city. Chicago. Broadcasting from Chicago, we love you. And we suffer.
Bad trades. I bet you toodles.